Fives over here, baby. Word up. Two for fives, niggas got garbage down the way. Word up. Cash and everything around me. Cream get. Yeah. Check this old fly shit out. Yo. We back Cash in the studio. February. Black History Month. Black don't crack, baby. So, uh, you know, it's coming right with a little bit of Wu-Tang, one of the greatest ever. I've been watching the Wu-Tang saga. It's been fire. Great on Hulu. Make sure you tap into that. But uh, make sure you tap into the Swerving Season 5. We're kicking off right now. You, go, you can go tune into the Mean Brayden STL episode that's live on the platform, Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, all that, wherever you get your podcast from. We're about to roll on episode two now. I got AT po- ATI Podcast in here, half of that. And we got Ridge, his homeboy in there from Wax, Waxin. Was it Waxin? With RJ. There you go. There, there, there it is. And we're going to talk about both them podcast platforms, what they're doing to combine ATI and, you know, bring the platform up and whatever Barrett's doing. I'm trying to dive in and get to know more about what he's doing because uh, we've been, we had the Rising Tide pod and then we were kind of just both doing our own thing working. So I think this is a good time to kind of sit down and talk and he's brought Ridge on to his collaboration. So uh, we're going to sit down and get after it, man. Appreciate you guys coming through. Hell yeah, sir. Thank you for having us. Yes, sir. Hey, good to be here, man. Cream, baby. Mm-hmm. Cream with the Wu Tang. Why you? Why do you get down with the Wu Tang? Everyone loves Wu Tang. Wu Tang's one of my favorite bands ever, uh, and uh, I I think that they kind of set the bar for a lot of the blueprint of '90s hip hop in and of itself. Uh, not to say that they popularized like skits and things like that, but '93 that album came out, and it it was a it, it was an event. You know, it shook the industry. I felt like. And, uh, I mean, everybody that was involved in Wu-Tang, you know, Method Man, Red Man, uh, Old Dirty Bastard, everybody, would, you know, they broke out and created so many individual stars, and every one of their individual albums were very successful as well. So I just have a lot of love for Wu-Tang. I, I go back to it routinely, hip-hop uh, in many phases, although there are people present day that kind of do the same thing. Right. Uh, it's just not the way it used to be, in my opinion, in many ways, using the samples that they would use. You know, they would use, used to do deep dive at record stores and stuff to, to find samples you know and i love that about the hulu show because they show all that like right. him him going in and looking at the virginia king songs and just like right. different stuff and like man i you know i gotta find what i love so i definitely get what you're saying keep going yeah and it and it a lot of it tied into like what their parents were listening to when they were younger so they were like familiar with like the hooks and stuff and so there, there's a richness to it as well you know it's not just like oh, I just randomly found this thing, which some of that did happen, but more times than not, they were familiar with the music they were using samples for, right? too. So it just it just adds to the presentation, I feel like. You know, there's a there's actually kind of a wholesomeness to it on the back end whenever you realize that. And uh, it's just kind of a grassroots movement, you know, I just feel like. And, uh, you know, Wu-Tang present day, they got the Sons of Wu. I don't know if you check that out. Uh-uh. It's uh, a lot of their sons are together and they've got their own group and it's fucking good. They were They're going to, hard today. Yeah, they were yeah. supposed to open for Rage Against the Machine, but whenever COVID happened, they canceled that tour. But I think they still did some dates with them at some point. But the Sons of Wu fucking kills, dude. That's what's up. I haven't heard yeah. nothing about them. So that's, oh, dude. I definitely, with it being Black History Month, I have to tap in and, and learn some. 100%. So, Ridge, you being a metal fan, I'm, you know, I got eyes on what you, you and Jake do over there. Um, I got a different question. When was your first interaction with rap music? Oh, my first introduction would probably be country grammar. Really? No. Nelly? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll, I don't know. I mean, like, early, like, Fresh Prince. Yeah, Fresh Prince. like that. But, I mean, what I like mostly is, like, early 90s hip-hop. I love, okay. like, the warmth yep. and the flow and everything about that music. Like, I love it. Yeah, and I was talking to one of my oh, buddies yes. the other day. It's just, like, you know, you don't wake up and, like... Even like little, like you know, like that was my like older, like younger, like Little Wayne and stuff. Like 
you don't wake up and hear none of these new guys and like, oh, I really need to hear that album or this album. And like, you know, with that music, I feel like that was like the, you know, the the last couple decades of like, you know, buying records and stuff and really appreciating like true classic albums being put together and right, stuff and not sure. just throwing somebody on and calling it this and that. Like there were really mm-hmm. pieces of art and, uh, you know, being 25 and just really diving back into like how the culture was built and all that. Like, I really appreciate it. I'm like, I'm just wowed by all of it. So yeah, I, uh, yeah, Wu-Tang, watching the Wu-Tang show was the first I really heard of them. And it's like, it's just, it's crazy what they were doing. It's crazy. Right. And, and there's I, a lot of other bands about that same time. Mob Deep, uh, Trial yep. Called Quest. Trial Quest, yeah. Yeah, like all those like artists are just phenomenal. And, and you heard a lot of that music when we were younger. You know, I was born in 87. So uh, I was like right there. I was a child, you know, like a young child whenever all this stuff was coming out. But I was familiar with it. Like I could hear it in my periphery or whatever, but I always seeked it out. You know, it was in video games and stuff as we were growing up and stuff too, you know, and it was like, Hey man, I need to go get this album. You know, this uh, ludicrous songs on this NBA street album, you know, <laughs> that ludicrous album, you know, Move. Uh, <laughs> you know, but that's uh, it's, it's just one example, but yeah, man, uh, I could go on all day. No, uh, we'll dive hip-hop. back. We'll, yeah, we'll dive back more to the hip hop later in the convo, but you know, it's a pod, We got podcasts on here. It's a podcast, you know, it's not a podcast about podcasts, but more of an interview, just get to know each other and uh just the aspect of like what we do in the podcast and outside of it, but like within ourselves. So, um, podcast life in 2022 how was it for you guys and uh just bringing you on ridge how are you enjoying it just coming on and what what more do you guys have to do this year to like to get done like what you guys like want to see within that shit you want to go uh-huh. first uh i'll let you go first you go. well uh in 2022 that that was kind of our you know pilot relaunch year for everything we were doing at ati podcast and the older incarnation of the show that started in 2010 even we had ridge on a few times you know he was kind of involved in it to some extent and we just wanted to redo it, do it right. And uh, really our goal was just to bring variety, you know, and, and meet new people, make new connections, and then just kind of springboard from that. And I think we definitely achieved that. You know, we had a little bit of everything on the show. We had you have, you really directors, have. we've had MMA guys, we've had pro wrestlers, we've had musicians, we've artists. had small business people. Yeah, we've had artists. So definitely that variety that I really wanted to bring to the show, we, we definitely brought that. Uh, and I know like as the weeks went on, you know, we did 52 episodes in our first season. Every week we had an episode come out for the first year. And as we were like, it's, it, it over, it almost became overwhelming in some senses. Your plateau so was huge though, bro. Yeah. Like, we decided to like start to com- car- compartmentalize some of it. And so that's kind of like the waxing on piece. Like, you know, these guys are, uh, are, are bringing light to like underground music that's coming out and. Yeah, they talk about some major stuff sometimes, but largely it's, yeah. you know, underground bands that need the attention. And then uh, we got another piece that uh, we haven't fully developed yet, but we started. It's called Knobnard's Closet, and uh, it's bringing light to, like, horror indie games as well as uh, historic wrestling matches that have happened over time that people don't realize and some of the history behind that uh, to bring an awareness to, like, what pro wrestling is and why people actually are into it. And so uh, Brandon, our other friend that does our podcast with us, he... Uh, he has never watched wrestling in his life, so I, I cherry-pick <laughs> wrestling matches to show him. We broadcast it live, we talk about it, and I give him kind of some of the news and notes around it. So, like, the very first episode we did was uh, New Jack and his infamous uh, throwing the guy, Vic Grimes, off the top of a cage in this uh, promotion called XPW. And it was, like, a fringe, horrific promotion ran by, like, this guy who was, had tabs in the porn industry really his background was and, yeah. and he like did like a bunch of smut porn and shit like he was a seedy ass motherfucker 
I think he like was accused of killing his girlfriend or attempted killing her or something like just the guy's got a wild backstory. So, and then, and new Jack's character in and of himself. Yeah. So. <laughs> it sounds like it. <laughs> that was yeah. a good time. That was, I want more of that. Cause that was a lot yeah. of fun, but uh, we've only done one episode with that. We intend to do more, but uh, also Brandon wants to bring his mom on who's ultra conservative <laughs> and uh, do some horror gameplay with her watching and getting her reactions, which would probably be pretty priceless once we get her, committed to doing it she verbally committed but we just haven't done it yet <laughs> so not to cut you off but like i i get a lot of ins- ins- inspiration from you because of your consistency but um our difference is like i do i do a lot by myself and you do it with the team to make it work but i do it with the team too within the barn so i, I can't say i really do it different but what do you appreciate most about them guys that take a lot off your back you know I like it to at least have a sounding board there uh, for multiple reasons, really. But just the simple bit of it is that sometimes they can bring a different perspective or ask a question that I wasn't thinking of because I can get yeah. kind of tunnel sometimes. Yeah, with a guest, that is. I, uh, I, I format the show. I give out notes to everybody, you know, not to like peel back the curtain too hard and kind of direct the conversation. So I'm kind of playing point guard. And occasionally you need that center to get down on the low block. For sure. I mean? Yeah. Post up. Uh, yeah. And it, it doesn't mean they're going to score 40 points a game, but, you know, they're a valuable part of the offense. You can get 10 and 10. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's a, that's exactly what I needed. Yeah. 10 and 10 guy down on the low block. And that's what these guys bring to the game, I think, more times than not. So Bro, I'd rather have five 10 and 10 guys than, a guy, than two guys trying to score 20 a game. 100. Yeah, 100%. Because, yeah, dude, I'm not all about, like, not that I'm trying to be the showboat, but, you know, I am running the ship, you know, too. So, but. But yeah, if you got too many people trying to be the lead dog, you know, too many chiefs and not enough natives, you know, sometimes you get into that issue where you're talking over each other and yada yada. Yeah. And you just have to navigate the traffic, you know. So Ridge, what do you uh what do you want to bring to first time li- what can first time listeners expect from Wax your podcast, Waxing RJ? Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, Waxing RJ. Yeah, I mean it's more of a video series. I don't know what you want to call it, but basically still a podcast, but I don't know. And more people want that, bro. Like you yeah. got you got people and I used to be like that. Like when I first started getting the podcast, I would not watch it unless I got on YouTube. <laughs> like I got to see visuals, you know. And J- and you and Jake are that crew, you know. Like people love Jake Jackson, want to see what he's into. So I love what you guys are diving into that genre. And just keep it going. Yeah. So I mean, basically, I mean, because we're all of it's about physical media. Getting into buying CDs again, tapes, records, whatever. Getting that love back because when you buy those items and that's what you got, like you cherish it so much more. And those songs are more meaningful, in my opinion. And I feel like streaming and the convenience of it's really pulled us away from. Oh, it has. That's man. what I. That's what I hope. Maybe get a couple people back into buying some shit. I mean, hopefully. But I'm gonna let you guys know about this experience I had. So Metro Boomin dropped his new album. He uh, he posts on his IG. He posts on his IG like, cause I you know he has like a million, eight million followers. So he posts on his IG, meet meet and greet album meet and greet signing albums. Or whatever, uh, at the the place at the Del Mar, the pageant, or no, the, Mar the, the no, Mar. the uh, the place that sells CDs up there. Oh, Vintage Vinyl, oh, Vintage yeah. Vinyl, yeah. yeah. He was hosting it there, and I was like, I don't know if this is real, but I'm like, my heart just told me to go, right? <laughs> so I was like, I had nothing else to do. It was like four o'clock in the evening. Yeah. Show up. This is lines around the building, like around the right. building. But I'm like, I'm in the right spot when I just showed up. You know, had had two rolled up just outside, lighting it up. Like people were like, damn, you did it right, huh? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. So. The lady come outside, Vintage Vinyl come outside, all the employees come outside. They're like, he's not signing anything unless you buy the album. Okay, cool. Not a problem. You know, like, yeah. go inside, buy the album. I'd buy like three or four. I'm, I'd buy two of them. One signed, one hanging in the barn. Like, I don't care. Like, and uh, I just want to meet Metro and like, 
I was going to ask him like two, three podcast questions that would be, you know, cool to swear. And I thought would be cool in my Instagram and stuff and stuff to be, was meaningful to me. Cause I listened to Metro like all my life. So, uh, they had people coming in like 50, 60 at a time. And instead of just, you know, sign in, Hey, asking a question or two picture, bro, they were hanging out for like 30 minutes, like partying, like after you got your stuff signed, just hanging. You know how small vintage vinyl is, right? Yeah, yeah. And, sure. and it's, dude, it's freezing outside. There's like 300 <laughs> people, you know, they don't got no hot chocolate, no nothing. <laughs> and um, so, bro, I waited like three hours, finally get to the door. Like you can see the, the front of the windows, you can see Metro sign and stuff. And like, I just got to the point where I was just like so cold and stuff. They shut, and then like after I left, they shut the line off 20 minutes after. So, Damn. like, Four, like 400 people bought a Metro CD, didn't get to meet him, and he signed his stuff, but they promised us that. Thank I was God, like, bro, man. you got, and Vintage Vinyl probably put that on the artist, and like, Metro probably would have done that, but it was right. just, a, it was a screwy situation, man. Yeah. I didn't like it at all. I didn't like it at all. Yeah. And that's mm -hmm. why people go to streams and stuff now, too, because it's just probably easier and stuff, yeah. and like, COVID and stuff ruined a lot of that, too. Definitely. So, I don't know, it was just, I had a bad experience with that, and I hated it. Yeah. No, I, I understand, and, and some of the questions that we've even asked on the podcast of artists that we've had on, uh, you know, I could name countless, but, uh, you know, Jesus Rose is a guy that I've been friends with with your childhood. Oh, yeah, Brian, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he's doing really well out there in California. He's grinding. You know, and popping off, but, uh, you know, he knew Metro Boom and, and various people and, and talked about kind of the industry. Just timing-wise, it worked well for him just because he was making that move out west, and so... But, you know, I would ask another band, let's say a doom metal band that's traveling, doing European tours and stuff. And all of a sudden that just comes to a screech. You know, you don't know what to do with yourself. Now you're having to find jobs or careers outside of that because, you know, that band was successful enough that they were making enough money that they didn't technically have to work. Right. In mm -hmm. some respect. But, uh, you know, um, now they're having to find jobs in the middle of COVID, you know, which was a problem because a lot of staff initially, you know, the first four weeks of COVID, they were like cutting people. And then all this covid relief money and, and business loans and temporary holdovers started to roll in so they started hiring people back but you know it's just it's weird to hear that dynamic how you know it didn't affect these people but you know these other people it did but yeah bro it hurt the live end of event industry altogether oh 100 so, yeah. percent. and like i don't know like and then you start to think about the artists at the end of the day you know like right. do they really care you know like and stuff and i'm sure, sure it's not on them you know i'm sure it's not on them well, uh, a funny thing about that real quick, uh, I was actually listening to Howard Stern's interview with Post Malone he did last year, and uh, it was, he talked to him about that, and he went through like a deep, dark depression, and like, uh, you know, was like drank himself, like to where he was like on the floor for like four days straight. And so he felt bad about towards his fans? Yeah, I think it was, I think it was some of it, like, you know, being an artist and expressing yourself, you know, that's kind of uh, a cathartic cathartic situation out there you know at least it was for me as a musician i can say and you hear it a lot in interviews you know they're out and uh they're pouring themselves into their music or whatever the case is you know it's kind of a mental health thing at that point and you know it just being isolated at home and facing some of his real world problems like we all do you know if you're out oh, you're busy you're torn all the time you ain't <laughs> yeah. got time to work on you yeah you don't because you're out performing for thousands of people a night especially in his case so it's you like, can relate that to the podcast life really sometimes absolutely. like you know, we're trying to push shit. Ten episodes a month, ten podcast episodes in a month is a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> like you guys do not understand. Like that's a, that's working. You know, like yeah. sometimes you got to sit down, go to the kids' game, go get with the wife and shit, go outside, go on a stroll and shit. Like that shit feels good, man. Like you know, I couldn't even imagine just being an artist. You know, so yeah. I just like I was mad at that situation, but I try to think about things in a whole circle. You know, sure. like everything. Sure. Yeah, it's it's hard to say with that situation. Because imagine like you're trying to take some some break time and you got you got the people like, damn, where the ATI pod at? 
but you just truly right. need some bear time. Right. You know, like everyone don't understand that. Right. For sure. Yeah. And I know that that's, I found that a little bit more challenging recently, considering the fact that uh, I had a nice discovery on Christmas Eve. I had three bulging discs in my back. Damn. Yeah. I'm wearing a back brace right now. But uh, Were you sleeping bad before that? You know, I uh, bro, I've slipped some discs, and that shit is not good. I never, I never, to my knowledge, let's put it that way. Yeah. You know, now as I'm starting like do my research and you know all these doctors appointments and stuff, the other thing, I'm starting to think this went back a little bit further. But you know, it's neither here nor there. Like three, I was so bad on Christmas Eve when I woke up, I couldn't even move out of my bed. Oh, dude. I'd go to the ER. They had to freaking shoot me up with steroids and anti-inflammatories and everything. But yeah, dude, like that was fucking rough. Yeah, that's and, crazy. Uh, doing that in the midst of trying to turn out the rest of these episodes of the season has been quite the challenge with the appointments and then my just son's like grind it out. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I made it happen, but it, oh, it got close. Bean. Yeah, it got close to not happening. <laughs> I guess that was that leads to the next question of how's time like trying to find time like that's um, how is it like the process of finding self time outside the podcast? For me, honestly, it's pretty hard because I take on so much. I'm booking guests. I'm interviewing the guests. I'm um, following up with the guests to bring them back on the show. I'm editing. I'm uploading. I'm doing social media tags, you know. So you're never not away from it. Yeah. Like, I'm always kind of, like, I've started to learn to just do a little bit here and there, you know, with this. And, uh I mean, I guess that's kind of how I stay up with at least the podcast side of it. But then, you know, life happens. Your son has an AAU game and signs up for AAU. And then the last game of the season, the fucking coaches don't show up. So you got to coach your you coach? team. Yeah, I coached his team. How ridiculous. The last game, you know. It's just <laughs> just the most wild shit that you don't think about that you're going to deal with as a parent, as random or, you know, important or unimportant it is in the grand scheme of things. But, you know, it's, 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 been, it's been difficult, I'll say. And I'm also, you know, property manager over two multi-million dollar businesses. So... <laughs> You know, that's the 24-7 job and, and some... You're trying to have your own shit aligned, too. Yeah, and so, but uh, I manage, you know, I'm not I'm not cracking at the seams or anything. I'll toss to Ridge, because I know yeah, what about you, Ridge? situation. Yeah, but I mean, I don't really do as much shit as you do at all. <laughs> I mean, finding time to find these bands, listen to them, research them, and then get time lined up with Jake, who is, works nonstop. So, I mean... The music part of, of it is a bit easier for him because he just works, listens to music and stuff like that. But me, I got kids, like half the stuff I listen to that I own, I don't want my kids to see yeah. or listen to mm-hmm. yet. So, I mean, it's usually like get them in bed instead of sitting down watching something and going to bed. I got to like listen to all this music and shit. So, I mean, that's a little taxing and then you get so much and you get overwhelmed. But yeah, yeah, I mean, like Barrett over there, he does all like he does. He does a ton of work, bro. I feel like, and I feel like I feel you like being the being the property manager and stuff because like, I you know I work at Walmart, do the five to two shift, and then I go ref basketball and stuff, and then like, then I get time to think about all right, what's third eye doing, what's the barn doing, you know, like, but like I'm always like it's crazy, like it's just crazy how like at Walmart, even my coworkers are like, and people at Walmart, you like seem to talk about like like hey, can you help me with something? Then you talk to them and like. They're like, damn, your voice. Like, I'm like, oh, here we go with this stuff. Like, I can't yeah. never, I can't never just, you know, get away from it. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just like, cause I go to work and just try to find that time, like, just listen to music, just like, kind of, just think to where I, I want to be further in life. But it always comes back to like, it always does come back to the the podcast and stuff. Cause I naturally enjoy it. It's like, sure, it's my uh, debrief. You know, my Definitely. debrief, my yeah. debrief. You know, yeah. I like sit down, talk to the boys, a new guest. Like, it's just something, it's something about that. 
And you, yeah. you had that itch too when you're away from it. You know, you're like, all right, get back to it, get back to the grind. And uh, I just feel like, you know, it's not for everybody. And I do like, that's why I just, I love the, what, the respect what you guys got going on because like the podcast game is just not easy, man. And just like, you know, talk with artists about fans, like, I'm sure you guys had them days like you drop a pod, maybe have 12, yeah. list, 12 listeners. Yeah. And you feel, bro, you feel like that, like that shit is like, then you start to question like, all right, like right. W- what else do I do in my life? Like, is this right. even like worth doing and stuff? Right. So like, absolutely. so like now to like, to see where we have been and where the podcast has came, it's like, it's really like relieving to ask questions like that. It's like, yeah, for sure. No, I can, I relate with that 100%. I, I like, I'm an analytics freak. So I have to look at, you know, the stats, you know, or, mm-hmm. You try not to. Yeah, I like sports, <laughs> and I like to look at the sports stats, you know, of those sports. And, and obviously the people with the best stats are the best people on the, on the field and that, yep. that kind of line of thinking. So then I start comparing myself to everybody else in the field. Yep. And, you know, I guess it's like I, it's, I'm not a big, like, grass is always greener on the other side. Like, I want, 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 I have to, have to have. But whenever I pour myself into something creatively, there's, like, I need this certain payoff. I don't know if that makes any sense. No, same. It. Same. And then, like. But that's where I was, like, I feel like I was putting too much time in the podcast. And then, like, you know, I didn't have a job and stuff. And, like, all right, I was like, all right, yeah. I got to go back and prioritize some shit. And then, like, get sure. back to the table. So I had to stack some, di- stack some shit different. And now, like, I'm here and stuff. And, like, just put – you put different shit on a pedestal, like, when you when you go through some shit. And we, like, we all been through it. And it's just, like, really cool to see, like, once you start getting creative. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I just sure. feel like there was there's just points in there, like, man, this shit is not going to happen. You know, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like to a point, like, man, I need some free time. So I just wanted to ask you that too, just being a fellow like podcast creator, definitely, man. And uh, at this point in the podcast, you usually let people ask me a question. So you guys both got something. Yeah, I what I, I want to know what got you actually starting this podcast, swerving. Yeah, all together. So, uh, so I know you've been doing it for a while. You're on the fifth season, right? Fifth season, yeah. And uh, I just really take my time with it. So uh, I was down in Minnesota playing football and. When I first when I first started the podcast, you know I'm just a movie lover. I was just like, sure. everyone just everyone at home be like, hey, swear was something good to watch. So I was like, man, fuck that. I'll just do the movie movie drop, and uh, I just you know just watching Joe Rogan just always like you know I just always got to that point of like I just want to talk to people, and like just traveling a lot too. Like, dude, when I say that, like I can go to the sports book and the lady be like, just she'd be like, hey, you have your ID, and this has happened. And I just be like, just be bullshit with like, damn, like really, I looked that young. She'd be like, whoa, like your boy, your boy sound good. Like, and then she just changed yeah. her attitude. So like, like I didn't really take that serious because I've always depicted my voice and stuff. But when I sure. when I when I heard that like more than five times, I like I started to like just something to that something something was really like called like something like really wrong in my body. Like, man, what's what's this podcast shit? Like, what what is this about? You know? Yeah. So my roommate, like, I just went to. I went to find I remember going to the audio control room. I was like, hey, can I have this stuff right here? Because I just want to, like, talk and interview the football team. Just about, like, yeah. I was at a JUCO. And I was just, I, I want to talk about, interview the players, about where they come from, what causes they're trying to get to and stuff. Yeah. And um, it kind of led to that idea at first. But my roommates were, like, we were just all so goofy and stuff. Yeah. It was just, like, it led to, like, just a first sit-down podcast. And, like, it was just, like, so natural and, like, yeah. just chilling there from yeah. Florida, get to know about yeah. them. We're talking about Park Hills. And um, and I had that episode with the man. I was just like, man, I think this could be something I do, you know. Definitely. And I, and a week later, I'll never forget this. And I feel like this was just like a strike down. Like I believe in frequency with the world. Things like falling in line yeah. for a true reason. And my roommate Stephen, he said we had like a week for Christmas break, and this is the first time I was gonna be home before for like three months. And uh, 
already had the, you know, I just started the episode of my podcast and, mm -hmm. you know, Jake and them are hit, had round table going, Nick Ludwig and them. They're like, Hey man, we love what you got going on with that shit. Like come join the round table. I'm like, you know, cool. And my roommate goes, man, you know, COVID's about to start. We might not even come back to this thing. So yeah. I was like, damn. So I just packed all this shit, like literally half my room up and came home two weeks later. They're like, we're not, everyone stay home. You're not coming back this semester. And I was like, I think this podcast is, you know, destined. Yeah. So like, you know, people had to figure shit out during COVID. Right, I, for sure. I just stacked up and did the podcast, bro. And I just start taking off with it. And I just, Hell yeah. I'm just, thank, I'm just truly thankful for it. It's just, you know, it's like, you, you, you might see something every day. You might never question it. You know, like, man, what is it? I just see that every day. But like, I just felt like that could have been something I'd done with, you know, hearing people say that small comment and stuff. And I was just like, I just had to question myself one day, like, is that really something, you know? And looking at my dad too, like he's a person that can go out to Walmart. He'll talk to anybody. Any, he's got to talk to everybody. I'm like, dude, let's go. Like, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. like, it's just in the blood. So I'm like, you know, I think this podcast is destined. So that's a good yeah. question. Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah, I did. I really did know the story. And, and uh, but yeah, it was just random being away from home and wanting to have people in your life. So and and know more and wanting to know more about people. And um, I think what's kept it going through a lot of seasons is just uh, I don't know if you watch like my vlogs when I go to Florida and stuff and just ask yeah, ask the random people's questions yeah. and stuff. Like, bro, I love that shit because yeah. like you could truly you can like truly tell like if someone's uncomfortable or like if someone's trying to hear you and like. Sure. I feel like I can just pop up on somebody like and I'll be like all, like just in my you know how I am just in my zone. People don't know that. But like having a true conversation, you know, and they fuck with yeah. that. And like I want to just be able to encounter everyone in life and just give that feeling to them. Like, damn, I know Swerve. Like, you know, he's, he's a cool person. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I want to be able to get that vibe to people. Yeah, so. I think I think really kind of our early inspirations for doing everything was just that we were guys that played or had something to do with the local music scene. We wanted to you like, and Josh. Yeah, Josh and I. I was going to ask you, like, uh, how did what brought you guys about? Oh, uh, playing music together. Uh, we had a band. We needed a singer. He showed up. I don't even really know. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember how all that. Were happened. you playing too? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was in that. Okay, okay. And what was the band called? Oh God, no! <laughs> uh, yeah. no. So no, fuck you! I'll tell you, it, it, was endless, it was endless December. Oh fuck, endless you. December. Yeah. That's not a, that's not as bad as I thought it'd be. It was. Kind of, it was kind of shitty emo. Oh, it was very <laughs> shitty. Yeah. But, uh, oh, yeah, God. so Josh was our singer, which we, you know, it was kind of like the good cop, bad cop time of music. Like, you got to have a guy who's got clean, pretty vocals, and you got to have a guy that's screaming. So right, we were right. like, we're trying to incorporate that. that type of thing. <laughs> and uh, Josh came in and screamed, and we're like, yeah, this guy sounds cool. He sounds different. You know, he had a weird kind of high-pitched scream. It was really distinct, honestly. As, as far as you guys, you guys weren't about to sing it. You guys weren't going to do it. No, nah, it wasn't that we weren't going to do it. It was just a necessary evil because we wanted another guitarist, and the other guitarist was a singer. Got so, you. Yeah, so we just we you sing your stuff and you scream the stuff. That was, <laughs> the <idea. laughs> that was the idea there. All right, and uh, I'm picking up where you're laying down. So. Then the band, as soon as it played a show, Josh could, was afraid to scream, and then somebody dropped out of the band, and just just a bunch of drama. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know. I kept hanging out with Josh, even though we weren't in a band with him. Moved in with him, 
Uh, he offered me a place to live whenever I was having some issues at home. Did you always live here, down here in St. Francis County? Yeah, I was living in Ironton at the time. Oh, yeah, and, my dad's from uh, Annapolis. And he uh, he lived in like Park Hills, had an apartment, and his mom was always off because she's a travel nurse. So I was like, fuck, that sounds awesome. I just <laughs> do whatever the fuck I want whenever I want to do it. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I, we just stayed friends, you know, on and off roommates and and that sort of thing, Josh and I. And But if we had a band that was playing, he'd come see us or, you know, we just all mm-hmm. remained friends. And uh, so Josh was just somebody I could always bullshit with. So back to what you were talking about, like why you like to start stuff. Like we would just bullshit with strangers. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> this is what you guys do. Like that. Like, yeah, this is what we do. Yeah, and uh, like we felt like, oh, we can talk really about anything, and we like a bunch of things. So it was just like, let's talk about TV. Let's talk about Cardinal baseball. Let's talk about uh, what movie we went we went and see. What's doing good at the box office? What's coming out in theaters? Let's interview a local band. Let's have our friends on that's been in local bands. Let's do fucking about, everything. I mean, we did so much shit and. Now that I'm, you know, 35 and I went back and listened to shit that I did when I was like 21, 22 <laughs> and just I, it, it was it was all over the place. But it was like, actually, I kind of feel like it was ahead of the game. Like, yeah. In 2010 doing that. That's, I, that's when you started. Yeah, that was that was the yeah. first incarnation of the podcast we did. We had, we had like that's eight, congrats, bro. We had 18 episodes. That's and, big up. And we had really good plays back then. I mean, like thousands and thousands. What are you on the SoundCloud? Now. Uh, we were doing. We had hosted our own server, um, and we were able to send it up to Apple Pod or uh, Apple Music at that time, and uh, we uploaded on there, and that's how you could hear it. And then we would upload it on our website, so you could listen to it either way. And we had a tool that would tell us, you know, it just a counter for listens. It was very primitive days, yeah. you know, but. <laughs> But like the numbers I was seeing, I was like, damn, I was when I was in a local band and I put up music, we didn't get this many plays mm-hmm. or, you know, shit like that was happening. And I was like, I think we got something here. You that's know? crazy. Bro, you know, it's that's crazy because like when I was SoundCloud rapping, I was getting like 10. I made a song called Lemonade. I was getting like 10,000 plays and shit. I'm like, bro, I don't even like rap. I don't even like doing that shit. <laughs> and then I started doing the podcast and you get like not even a quarter of that. But, you know, it, right. not at, at, at the beginning, you know, you're like, yeah. damn, like what? Shit, I truly love people don't buy into, but like that's crazy. So, do you know Chad from playing in bands and shit? Is yeah, that how you guys know Chad? We know Chad. Uh, Chad, just a guy in the local music scene that we knew. That's what uh, they did too. And and he he was on the harder side of stuff compared to what we were playing right at that moment when we got to know him. Mm-hmm. But I feel like people like Chad in the music scene were kind of guys that we looked up to at a distance because they had a lot of talent. Uh, yeah, I didn't even know Mike Haley played the guitar. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. told me that. I was like, what? Bro, they had pictures up. Chuck sang this shit. I thought I was yeah. in a trip yeah. when he told me that. I was like. And that's funny because <laughs> there's another linking chain there. So Chuck used to be in a band that our one of our best friends, he replaced Chuck in that band, Dressed for a Funeral. <laughs> yeah, what? So that's another connection that we have with everybody. So, yeah, it's just like the weirdest routes of like how we, you know, no chad you know just to explain that good then, dude chad's chad's a good dude back when we started that podcast he started his podcast as well the, uh chris sabo power hour chris sabo power hour yeah so, uh you guys have always kind of been ahead of it yeah just I, doing I, the thing we definitely were putting our neck out there early in the game and i think there's no it's not even that here's the thing 
old school has always been the shit. We just came in with these Xboxes and shit, Instagram and shit. And now, you, now you guys got to like, all right, whoa, we got to do all this fucking bullshit. You know, like, yeah. that's just what it is, bro. That's just what it, that's all it is. Yeah. But yeah. That's all it is. I, it, it's fun to think, what if, if we had. Imagine if there was that. no Instagram. Yeah, for sure. I mean, whenever we started doing it, I think Instagram had just started at that time. So I yeah, and I don't think we had Instagram Well, Facebook was just the only thing? Yeah. yeah. Uh, mainly Facebook. Um, there was Twitter. But I, it was so foreign to me. I, I was like, I don't know about that Twitter thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, at the time. Dude, but I remember, like, thing. <laughs> I remember coming home from, like, the, the early, like, the last thing I remember, like, before, like, all these phones and shit started coming out, I missed some days just coming home from school having to get on the... The big back computer having to get on Facebook to, to message the girl at school because I oh, had no yeah. phone. Yeah, you know what I'm dude. saying? I'm like, damn, I miss them days. <laughs> Those were, were the times. Yes. That's when you wanted to listen to something, you had to have a copy of it. Yep, had to have right. a copy. You know, or, riding or bikes. On the radio. You know, you got to yeah. ride bikes and shit to yeah. get people walking and shit. <laughs> right. Listen to music you like, like truly right. growing up. Yeah, like the true boot, boot work that, that used to go into the old school way yeah. of things. Yeah, that's just, just going now, bro. It is. Yeah, it really is. And, I really do think, you know, again, that's another thing with the podcast we're doing now. Ridge and his brother, you know, that's trying to rekindle those those feelings of, yeah, I guess years old, if you will. Mm -hmm. But it's like go to a record store, look at the artwork and maybe just buy a record because you think the artwork looks cool. Yeah, you're you know, still supporting the illustrator. Exactly right. Or not there's illustrator, a lot of pieces you know what I mean? that go into yeah. it. Yeah, that graphic designer for yeah. that. And, and um, you know, look, read the liner notes, you know, who produced this album, you know, people don't even have an appreciation for mm -hmm, any of that anymore. Mm -hmm. And, and back in those times you would read and let's like, Oh, you know, Rick Rubin produced this album. Oh, Rick Rubin produced this album. Maybe there's something to this Rick. Rubin. <laughs> yeah. That's like yeah. Go check it. half of Kanye and Jay-Z's stuff. <laughs> right. Which that's like really late in his career. Yeah. You know, he was doing mm -hmm. shit back in the eighties and, and with all the various, you know, popular acts at that time. But yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, he's pretty much like a shaman. He's he's with all the great people, just working albums and yeah, stuff. Like, right, for sure. Every Like rock bands seeking yeah. out. You know, he's done Red Hot Chili Peppers records and, you know, he's... That's he's cool. That's a probably, jack of all trades as far as a producer is concerned. That would be a vibe. Producers usually lock into a genre, like they have their wheelhouse. So like a St. Louis guy, Will Putney, he has got kind of that heavy music you know he's one of the signature producers in that field right mm -hmm. now he's known for it like internationally he he is known he is a fucking badass and he has produced some fucking great records and uh but that's just you know just to talk about one lane of it what know? was the mm -hmm. first record you guys bought you guys remember shit Ooh, my um, first one i buying it's uh, hard to say, but I could tell you what. Or like trading at school, like giving like, yeah. like hey man, can I have that? <laughs> I did do a lot of that. I know I traded for a Britney Spears CD at one point. <laughs> I was going to say, my, oh, no, the first one I went and bought was the Fallout Boy one with the sheep on it. Yeah. Uh, man, they had like, thanks for, they had all that stuff on there. That was like Roller Zone Day though. Roller Zone Day is like, yeah. you go there on a Friday, hang out, like hear all the songs and like, oh yeah. man, like I gotta have that. <laughs> gotta have that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my first, it was. Green Day Dookie on tape <laughs> and a CD single of, I think it was Boys to Men or something like that. Hell okay. Yeah. Like, I had that's what, that's, Men. man, I used, you could, you could go to like Walmart back in the day and you could get like for like two bucks a or a dollar fifty, you yeah. get like a little sampler or a single. Yep. And that was like the coolest shit because yep. you're a kid, you didn't have any money. Like, 
but you wanted some music right that wasn't on they the radio so yeah. you get there for music yeah yeah and it's fucking cool scrape the coins out of your grandma's ashtray and go in and <laughs> <laughs> just buy a single yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> i think i oh well, i've dug for change a lot when i was a kid yeah so before we go into football talk before we talk a little bit of that uh got some upcoming movies i'm actually going to see knock at the cabin tomorrow uh oh uh, it might be showing oh it is showing tonight so i didn't catch the world premiere uh but i am going to see that uh, let's talk some upcoming movies, 2023. What are you guys excited to see? Oh, my God. My, I have a, an extensive list. There's oh, a lot let's of go. Coming out. Uh, Cocaine Bear, how do you guys feel about that? Dude, I, I, I want to see it. That looks great, yeah. I think. You know? I think it looks good. The only thing I'm upset about is like only an hour and 37 minutes. I'm like, damn, that's not enough movie time. But like, I feel like it still can get a lot off in a quick time. I've been watching a lot of movies that are right at that mark lately. And really, it's if you know the story spot. you're telling, yeah. It's yeah, fun. you can get after it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, it's kind of leave them want more sort of thing. But uh, what you got hit them, hit me with them. Oh my god, I want to see Infinity Pool. Oh, uh, did well, you already I'm, see it? Yes. Okay, don't tell me nothing I'm about. I gotta tell you nothing. I'm not just. We I might be see. different. Like, okay, that's what I appreciate about movies because everyone feels different about every movie. Yeah. Like, what I thought about it, like I've been reading. You got Letterboxd? Yes. I so I gotta follow you after. But uh, yeah, what people think about it, I just didn't think about it, and I still like. I was intrigued, but I was just like, okay. Yeah. Well, that director directs a very specific type of film. He's so what's this? Possessor? Brandon, yeah, Possessor. I heard some yeah, some guy, he was telling me that he made that movie, and I've never even heard of it. And so Antiviral, which is the one I would recommend. Antiviral is, is perhaps the best horror movie that's come out in the last So maybe yeah, yeah. watch that, then rewatch? I would suggest, mm-hmm. yeah. Definitely. Okay. Because you'll start to understand like what his vision is with movies and stuff. And he is the son of perhaps the greatest director of all time, which is Brandon Cronenberg. Uh, his, his, yeah. Name and, one of his hits. Uh, Brandon Cronenberg, excuse me. David. Cronenberg's dad. <laughs> yeah. David, I'm sorry. He, oh my God, he did everything that was great in the 80s. Uh, yeah. uh, you can start with, um, you know, oh my God. Uh, he did Dead Zone with um, Christopher Dead, Walken. Yeah, Never it was watched. a Stephen King adaptation. He did The Fly. Yeah, he did Videodrome. I put all these on the better. Yeah, he did <laughs> Dead Ringers. He did yeah Dead Ringers. He did. Yeah, I'm I'm five movies away from the thing. Okay, so uh, but yeah, dude, like he's just he's incredible. I he's. If you'd never seen his movies, you would again understand Brandon's vision too, because so, he's, he's this weird. That's the Infinity. That's the Infinity Pool guy. Infinity Pool okay. guy, Brandon Cronenberg. So, yeah, go was, check out some of his other movies. Antiviral, I highly recommend. I feel like it was definitely one of the movies. Like, I got way too high before it. <laughs> like that, <laughs> and I was perfect, like, perfect like, spot you need for <laughs> for, for, for yes. Look, for I was just like movie. this. What the? I, I literally asked my girlfriend, like, what the? Fu- I don't know what the fuck is going on. Like that's how I felt, and I've been paying attention the whole time. You know, I was yeah. just lost. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I could see a person being a little too yeah. high, and that the, his style like really fuck with you too. I, I can't say I've I live for that it. though. Me, got, <laughs> yeah, it was a great experience. I do remember when that first happened to me, and I was like not sure whether I should hate myself or love myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a very weird feeling. Yeah, I ate all the candy too fast. Now I'm really into the movie. I'm just like. No, I don't know what the fuck's going on, yeah. you know, but it wasn't bad. Like, I wasn't mad that I watched it, you sure. know, but I just didn't know what the fuck was going on. 
Yeah. So that's how I felt about yeah, that. Yeah, that's that's just one. On, that's the first one on my list. I've got uh, Bo is Afraid. So Ari that Aster. looks fucking fire. Yeah. Have you seen Midsummer? Yes, I have. Is it great? It is fantastic. All right, mm-hmm. I'm, I got to put that. I got my heart's been telling me to watch that shit, and I'm yeah, like, all right, I'm tired of putting see, it off. You Hereditary. also need to see Hereditary, which is that guy's first movie. Which one's better, that or Midsummer? They're just two different types of movies. I think yeah. it is good. Okay, um, dude, Bo is Afraid. Looks awesome. I'm I'm yeah. I'm gonna eat an eighth of mushrooms and go see it. Yeah, there you <laughs> like, go. I'm not that lying. That's great. That like, sounds perfect. That's how great it looks. Yeah, absolutely. Uh Oppenheimer, the new Christopher Nolan oh movie that's God. coming out. That looks fucking insane. movie of the year potential. That latest trailer, dude. I was yeah. like, I knew this was gonna be great. The movie, the official IMAX trailer? Yes. Yeah, that's I was like, I do I knew this was gonna be great, but <laughs> listen, this is otherworldly now. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. I'm in Avatar 2 world premiere, right? That's when they first showed that trailer. I'm lit, I'm lit, right? Like I'm I'm out of this world. So I'm like, I know like I talk like this, so I know it's kinda like loud and everyone's talking like this, like yo. And like my girlfriend. Bro, they showed that open they showed that that Oppenheimer. Yeah. And right when it ended, this girl was sitting next to me. This random, this random girl was sitting next to me. Yeah. And uh, I just looked at her. I said, that's going to be movie of the year. I said, that shit right there. I'm not even fucking lying. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, and like, I'm not yeah. lying. That shit looks good, bro. That's a I deep know. touching movie. In the cast, oh my goodness. Yeah. Downey, uh, Drake and Josh guy. Uh, he's in it. Uh, he's, I mean, there's all kinds of folks in it's that. Deep. It's Cillian Murphy. Uh, Matt Damon's in it. Yep. Rami Malek's in it. Robert Downey Jr. You mentioned Emily Blunt's in it. Casey Affleck's in it. Gary Oldman's in it. Josh Hartnett's in it. Did you it. watch Peaky? Peaky? You guys yes, watch Peaky, Peaky Blinders? Blinders. No. Yes. You guys a fan? fan? Big fan. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I didn't like the ending. It's but, slow. Yeah. It's it's slow. It's slow. Are you are, where are you at on it? Episode three, season one. Okay. Stick with it. Stick with it. Yeah. It's okay. one of those shows that. It's it, how it, I felt with Game of Thrones too. It takes a few mm-hmm. episodes. Yeah. Exactly. They establish the characters, then whenever now now you know who these people are and how they interact, and how they shouldn't interact, then you start to be appreciated. Yeah. Know? Game of Thrones, bro. I swear to I swear the first four episodes took me like a month to get by. Like I come home, uh, yeah, try to rolling. watch it. I'm yeah. like, jeez, man. Like, yeah. It's just not grabbing me by balls. Like you know. And then I just sat through it. Like all right, I'm watching it. And I got through, I was like, man, okay, I'm getting The turning point, I can tell you exactly (laughs) for that show, was when uh, Jamie Lannister pushed that Stark boy out of that tower. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's when you were hooked. Mm -hmm. You had to watch the next Yeah, and you were like, okay, yep. Because this show doesn't give a fuck. Mm Mm-hmm. They are crippling children yeah, <laughs> on the show, yeah. you know. So it's like, yeah, okay, yeah. And the reason that he did is because uh, he was trying to kill him because he was banging his sister and didn't want to. <laughs> so yeah, I, that's a key fact in in that little story that mm. the detail and the bloody matters. wedding. Yeah, uh, that, that was the next. That's when I was like, I was like, that was the next one that was like, I just, this show does not give a fuck. I just that's was one thing that I like miss in like new TV and yes, stuff. Absolutely. You cannot get that feeling that that episode no, gave absolutely. you. Yeah. Like just sitting there at the end of it, just disgusted yeah. and kind of getting mm-hmm. a while to recoup. Right. Right. And that, yeah. I haven't seen that. Game in of Thrones. Yeah. Game of Thrones did that. I didn't, I haven't watched house of dragons yet. You guys. Yes. Yeah. And I, I like it a lot. I was uh, we'll mediocre. We're going on it. Yeah. You know? Okay. But, uh, I did like house of dragons. 
But yeah, like there's so many other good movies coming out this year. There's Guardians of the Galaxy 3, so that's yeah. going to be James Gunn finishing off his Marvel run of stuff, and now he's the head of DC. How do you feel about that? I'm I'm cool with it. Because I'm cool with James, it, too. James Gunn's a St. Louis guy. He's from St. Louis, so you got to support him for that reason in and of itself, and he makes great movies. And uh, he does have a good vision. He, he can show that he can handle, you know, comic book characters and, and the universe and update the characters if they need updating, but not in a bastardized way, you know, like how he pre- like did with Ego as an entity from the comic books. Um, uh, talking about DC, how do you feel? I haven't watched Shazam. How do you feel about it? The first Shazam movie I actually surprisingly liked. My son wanted to see it. I played it for him. I was like watching from afar and i'm like <laughs> okay uh, zachary levi okay pretty good actually mm-hmm. you know the first shazam movie was good it was a fucking sleeper quite frankly okay yeah so i might watch the new one just based on well that, they said that's gonna tie into the flash good. they said it's gonna tie into the flash right correct and the flash is resetting the dc universe entirely so I'm like, all right i might dive in black adam horrible it was fucking trash, dude. I told bro, him I couldn't get yeah. 45 minutes into it, dude, and I turned it off. Bro, I'm trying to bad. think, like... I have not done you that. You got The Rock in this movie, yes. and he's got this partner that his ally is a tornado, like a weak-ass <laughs> tornado or whatever, and, like, it made no... Here's the thing with The soft. Rock. The yeah. Rock needs to be The Rock in a movie. Yes, I can't take him seriously. That, that movie, he was trying to play it straight... He had his little quips here and there, but he was like a real dry yeah. character, really. He ain't buddy from uh, Etern- dude, dude. He ain't dude Icarus from Eternals. That dude did that. Henry, right. Cow- yeah, that was hard. Yeah, he ain't that. He can't be that. So I don't see him as that ever. Yeah, and like even the movie with Ryan Reynolds wasn't that good to me. Um, Red Notice. I did not I watch. I've never it. seen that. Yeah, no, I didn't. Netflix watch movie. Yeah. Yeah, I I just didn't appeal to me. Yeah. I, I do like The Rock, but I... Yeah, but Black Adam was just up... That's when I was like, man, I'm done with that DC shit. <laughs> right, Fuck right. that. But yeah, Snyder, looking, Snyder's Cut Justice League was fire, though. I agree. Yeah, it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Flash, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Evil Dead Rise comes out this Oh, week. my yeah, goodness. Yeah, that looks for real scary. And it's a it's a brand new director. Uh, the Sam Raimi's producing it. Uh, you have Bruce Campbell's producing it. They have their fingerprints all over it, but they're letting this new guy... It's his second feature film. Uh, I think the other one's called like Hole in the Ground or something like that. I haven't seen it. He's a British guy. Not to uh, cut you off, but uh, man, like you say all these new guys and stuff, but you know, like A24 Productions are popping off. Uh, right. Atom- Atomic uh, Productions, they got some scary. They're, uh, Atomic something, but like all, I, when I go to the movies, I see a lot of these new people coming up, right. like all these new people creating movies and stuff, but it's really, it's really, I'm here for it. You know, I'm here to see what these people got to bring to the screen and stuff, and it's cool. Yeah. And uh, Across the Spider-Verse comes out. This oh, week. my goodness. Yeah. Killers of the Flower Flower Moon. Uh, that's the new Scorsese movie. Is that the uh, one with Leo coming in? Yes. Yeah, yes. okay. Yeah. Leo, De Niro's in it. Yeah. And then Frazier's in it. I've just been reading about it. I haven't seen no trailers or anything. Yeah, I think they're about to release a trailer here very soon because it's coming out in the spring, I think. Or, or fall, maybe it's the fall. Uh, Asteroid City. So that's the new Wes Anderson movie. And he's like got a lot of new people. Cause Wes, Wes Anderson, uh, uh, Mr. The Good Fox movie, the good, the Fox movie. Yes, Fantastic okay, okay, yeah. Fox. And uh, Dogs of Isle, Gas. Dogs of Isle, good ass movie. Yeah, he also did Life I mean, Aquatic. Is he is he making it that way again? Still uh, picture what Asteroid City. No, Asteroid City is live action. Fuck. Yeah, so it's gonna be 
he's done i mean royal tendenbaum's one of my favorite movies ever mm-hmm. i haven't watched uh, that uh oh it was the one with jason rocket. sportsman um was that bottle, bottle rocket jason sportsman um i mean he's in a lot of them but yeah he's in a ton no where rushmore rushmore yeah rushmore, rushmore had bill murray in it also yeah and then, so, like, he, Wes Anderson uses a lot of these same people. J- Jason Schwartzman, Bur- Bill Murray's almost in every movie. Mm-hmm. Willem Dafoe's in several of his movies. Dafoe's good. Yeah, uh, Adrian Brody's kind of gotten into the universe. And, uh, I mean, just so many great actors. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, so Wes Anderson, every time he puts out a movie, I'm going to watch it because he just has this very, st- he is a classical indie director. And he's, like, kind of become... Like pop culture now, mm-hmm. man. Like. I'm, I'm yeah. that's crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you said that about the possessor and the dude first, though, because like, like I like to appreciate a movie and like understand it. I don't like calling it bad off first rip, so I'm really gonna go back and study that Infinity Pool. Yeah, but uh, the killer comes out this year. That's David Fincher. The killer, I haven't heard of that new David Fincher movie. The guy who did Seven. Oh, uh, okay. Social Network. Uh, girl with some the dragon gas. tattoo. That's some classics. Yeah, like his he one of the best. The girl with dragon ever. tattoo is so good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but Fincher. That's got man. Nicholson in it, right? Uh, girl with the dragon tattoo. Not uh, Craig. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and but yeah, man, it's that was fucking good. And then Dune Part Two comes up. It's the other one I'm looking forward to. I don't know if you watched Dune. Yeah, I watched Dune. I'm yeah. good. It's a lot of people great. like. If you weren't a fan of Dune, like. It's just a movie. It's definitely one of them. If knowing the story, like the second movie is going to be everything you're expecting. Right. They're, so, they're based off of sci-fi books. I'm mad I didn't see it in the theaters. I would have been fucking, I would have been like. Yeah. It was I, kind of one of those COVID victims where they just put it out on HBO Max. And, but I feel like it's a good, easy story to follow, you know. Yeah. Get sure. along with and we're going to get what you expect in the second movie. Yeah, you got some movies you're like, what's the ones you're most hyped uh, for? I mean, Evil Dead Rise is on yeah. there. Infinity Pool. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy three, uh, but uh, Skin of Marink. I'm really pumped for that one, oh, which yeah, yeah, which yeah. is on Shutter now. So I'm gonna watch. I've been hearing tomorrow. a lot about that. Yeah, I've been. Yeah. I think that's like that's been getting like. I think it's over. Like I think it's averaging like three eight on Letterboxd. Yeah, yeah, I think some people are like. It's got mixed reviews from what I've seen. I can see it being one of those movies that you you think it's gonna be one way, but it turns out <laughs> another. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. One of my fr- <laughs> real hard left turn. Maybe <laughs> people can't ride. Can't ride. <laughs> you know? Wait, look, look, look. One of my uh, shout out uh, Stark Wars. He, uh, I follow him on Letterboxd, and he, uh, he rated. Uh, he was one of the ones that he rated Infinity Pool three and a half, and that that's like actually like decent, decent to him, like good movie. Yeah. On his Letterboxd, and he said. <laughs> He said, "Just scared and horny." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, I was that sounds right. Dying that sounds right. I was like, "That's funny shit." Yeah, that's great, man. But and then also, <laughs> isn't the are they doing the Exorcist remake this year? So there, yeah, I heard something about New uh, Sidious too. I don't think it has, has uh, it, a release it, date. Confirmed. Oh, okay. Because uh, it's going through some developmental issues, I think. I uh, I don't remember. To yeah. Be honest with you. What was that last movie you said? The ki- uh, Me the Killer. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the uh, David Fincher movie, and it's got Michael Fassbender starring in that. He mm. supposedly he's going back to something that's in like a spiritual sequel to Seven, is how it's been described. So Seven is in my top ten movies of all time. Oh, fire! Uh, so yeah, like you know, if he's going to be tapping back into that universe, and Michael Fassbender, who's perhaps the greatest actor currently. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna watch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, for me too. But yeah, that's a movie talk. Yeah, I'm, uh, this 
It's part of swerving this third eye review here too. So y'all be in the view in the house tomorrow, catching the knock at the cabin, do a review on that probably sometime next week. And then uh Ant Man the week after that. That will be opening night on the sixteenth before it comes out the seventeenth. So you know I'll be be up in there, be viewing that in the IMAX, so it's gonna be great. Movies all year. Get out to the movies and experience it, man. We had downtime of COVID. Go out to the movies and experience that stuff and like don't sit at home always waiting for some stuff to stream. I hate when people do that. Like, if you still ain't went and seen Avatar, you're lame. You guys went and seen Avatar? <laughs> no. Oh, no. my gosh. Come on. I've never even How? seen the first one. What? I haven't seen the first one either. What's the, beef, what's the beef on it? Never appealed to me. Me either. Come on, man. I don't it's know. It's good. Nah. Is it just too long? That's why not, it's not appealing? That's, that's a factor. That's a factor. That's Damn, bro. But I've sat through three hour, three and a half hour movies bro, and good. enjoyed it. Yes. But it's good. I just, I don't know. It's good. It's There's just something about the way they look. I just find it to You guys probably think Blade Runner 2049 is fire, though, don't you? Yes, we do. Yeah. Like that, okay. But I didn't watch the first one, but that was like long. I, and I was like long, and yeah, I was like. You I was had like, to man. watch the first one. <laughs> oh, yeah, you, you have to see the first one. You okay. have to. So one guy I talked to was like, no, you don't have to watch the first one. Like, it's no, easy story to follow. I was no, like, bro, I don't know that's what's going on. Because this this ties into it. This okay. is literally a sequel to that movie. Yeah, I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, so... And I was trying to enjoy... Like, the, dude, the camera work was great. Yeah, so... The colors the on the screen? The guy who directed yeah. that is the same guy who's directed Dune. Dude, I told my girlfriend... I told my girlfriend yeah. that. I was like, these vibes and colors are giving me Dune vibes. I was like, this looks like <laughs> Dune. I was like, this yes. looks like Dune. Yes, he is a fantastic... <laughs> I didn't even know. I didn't look none of that up. So that's yeah. cool. Okay, I'm definitely gonna watch uh, the first v- one. Villain Nueve, I think is his name, but yeah, dude, he is. That got me hyped. Now I'm definitely gonna watch the first Blade Runner now. Yeah, uh, now the first Blade Runner was Ridley Scott, which that was when he was making good movies. But I understand the sec. Appreciate the second one better. Yes, I think so. I th- I think you need to go back watch the first one, then watch that again. Okay. Yeah. I enjoyed it because, dude, the camera work was fire. There's characters mm-hmm. connected. The dynamic of what you're seeing on the screen, as far as you know. Who's a fucking robot? Who's not a robot? Yeah. So reading the first part of of the movie, reading the first part of the movie, I kind of got it. I was like, okay, I kind of, I kind of get it. But like, there was too many motherfuckers in the movie to like really. There was characters (laughs) that you had to basically already assume and know going into. Oh, this is who this guy is. Yeah. Basically. And you guys knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'd already seen. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna watch the first one. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Damn. See, I hate when one one person gives you. Tells you something, and then the other person's like, "Ah, I don't feel like that." And I was like, "Man, I really, I really," because I was, I told myself, I, mean, I was like, "I was gonna watch the first one." Yeah. Then I, I was like, "I watched yeah. that," and then I watched the new one. I was like, "Yeah, yeah." So, <laughs> lost the camera work though. Let me say this: Everybody in life goes through this phase where they think it's an old movie. I don't want to watch it. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of those that suffers maybe from that logic. It, and I don't know what you would consider an old movie because you know we're like old movies older than you. Uh, but you know, I, it's a wonderful life. That's fucking old. Well, that is, yeah. He <laughs> went back further. I ain't watching than what no I black. And, I ain't walking, watching no black and white. That's about. But there's some great black and white movies. Too. Nah, I ain't watching there none is. of them. There is, yeah, and there's there's so many. Oh, there's even recent Eyes without ones. a face is a fantastic one of the best movies ever. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking game changer. Uh, yeah, dude, man, just so many black and white movies that are great. But, but. Yeah, I mean, I can understand a person being off put by that. That's my point. I'm trying to make it, you eventually c- cross this threshold where it's like, okay, I'm gonna try it out, and then you're like, not was, been like that lately. That was so fucking good. What am I missing now? <laughs> yeah. So then you're googling like Metropolis, 
to go back and watch that when that came out. So yeah. it's like one of the best sci-fi movies that's ever come out. Okay. And actually, they were trying to do a prison day, present day presentation mm-hmm. of it or something, I think. Yeah. Or Megalopolis, excuse me. But, um, 1980, okay. So yeah, 1980 we, movies, 90s, or 2000s? What was 80s, better? 80s is the 80s, best. 80s. Best horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, best comedy. Best action comedy. I mean... There's thriller. There's fantastic thrillers. I mean, '80s. Like most of my favorite movies were made in the '80s. Oh, like all the thrillers and the horror. Yeah. Was I mean, it never been done before. Yeah. So and it's not it like was, now we're dealing with recycled stuff. You have yep. to understand over and over too, again. where we were at technology-wise. So that's the advances of VHS. Mm-hmm. And like when the '80s happened, people were able to actually record other VHSs. So that that sent the rental business booming because people would go rent something. And then they would tape it for themselves and then put it in their personal library. Right. We did that all so, the time. <laughs> yeah. Like just the whole tape thing just changed the game. So like there would be videos, there would there would be such a production of videos, there would be videos straight to tape. And then that was its own market too. But really what started all that was nineteen seventies porn, gentlemen. <laughs> Nineteen uh, seventies porn. I didn't think he was going there with it. Actually created the real VHS boom. If yeah. I can you see that look at it. And uh, the so uh, like, Pam and Tommy that helped, you know? <laughs> that was in there, yeah, probably toward the tail end of it for sure. I don't think uh, too many people were making laser discs of Pam and Tommy. That's funny, man. Like back in the day when it first started, wasn't it like kind of like a mail order? Yeah, sort there was, of thing? There was a bit like, of that you could do that. Uh, I mean, VHS players, like a really high quality one in like yeah. the late 70s, like. They were very expensive, expensive, like mm-hmm. $300 or upward. I'm like, that doesn't sound right, especially nowadays, you know, knowing yeah. technology that there is. It's like, oh, my God, man, like, really? It depended if the videotape was six-hour play or eight-hour play <laughs> on the quality of it. And then, you know, like, there's just so many things that they did in the tape industry to, like, cheapen it down. And they were just, like, raking in profits until, like, the technology just, like, you know, went away. Went away, yeah. yeah. Right. We can't yeah. do it anymore. So insignificant. When you were a kid and you would go to somebody's house and they would have a VCR that had the rewind and fast forward function right, on it. Right. When, like, back, like, you would just have, we had the box. Right. Like you just have to put the tape in the box, <laughs> mm-hmm. slap it down, and it would just rewind it, like. Right, yeah. Take forever. Yeah, that but. was like a burden too. If you rewound it inside the player versus one of the re- yeah. reversers that you could buy, yeah, yeah. fuck the wine all up. Yeah, all yeah. only really fucked with the VCR though. So had had hella stacks of VCRs just running it, running it. And I still um, do now, like like Land Before Time, all that. Yeah, right, yeah. right, for sure. Like my kids have some uh, some of my old VHSs and my brothers and stuff like that, but. Like there's a lot of bands now too, like metal band, like death metal bands that are doing VHS like live performances, and it's shot on an, on an actual VHS camcorder, so it has that grain quality to it and everything. That's what's up. And it's pretty cool. I mean, it's a nice collector's item sort damn. of thing. I'm I mean, sitting here, I'm sitting here trying to think like, damn, y'all ain't watch Avatar. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm probably not I'm going sad. to watch yeah. Avatar. Yeah. Now I definitely don't have. You know what? I'm a big it. fan of. I'm a, honestly like one of the biggest fans of Lord of the Rings. I know you guys are probably a fan too. Like, yeah, yeah. And like, yeah. I appreciate Avatar as much as that. Mm. It's it's like. I mean, I understand people. The do. camera camera work wise and the story <clears throat> and the story too. Like, I don't know. I guess like I'm I'm a different generation too to where I can like appreciate that. Like, kind of like I get it. You I will know? say the other big slam against mm. Avatar is they just basically cut and paste the. 
Okay, I was mad. The dances from wolves. This, yeah, <laughs> same concept. So like, okay, I do. I'm aware of that. So in the oh, third, just... in the third movie, like if they don't switch it up, I'll be upset. But I, I, I get it. You know, like they can't have like the the man guy alive forever. You know, they got he's got to right. build stuff too. And like and, I'm aware like, of the the universe, what you know, the Navi and yeah. like everything. It's just it does not appeal to me. I I've tried to because it's James Cameron and he's a good director. Mm-hmm. He's not the greatest ever, but he's directed some great movies, you know. Terminator no, I don't think he's. I don't good. think he's the greatest ever, but I think Aliens was good, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's a lot of other stuff in his catalog that I don't really give a shit about. And uh, but he does know how to work a camera. He knows how to make a great shot. I know he gets some beautiful shots. You know, it's not. I don't doubt any of that. It's just I can't. I just something about it. Just the way it looks. I don't. All right, know, even man. if you guys don't watch it, like you guys can, like when it comes out on Disney Plus, sometimes like. You can just go, dude, that walk, dude, I've never, I had to go back to the movies to make sure I was there the first time to, to like, see if that was what I was seeing. And like, dude, <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, this is another situation where you got yeah. too high before you would. <laughs> no, th- that dude, but I'm, de- no, I'm, I'm dead ass, dude, I'm dead ass serious. Like when I went the second time, like, I was like, okay, I like, I was here for sure. Like, bro, that shit is crazy. Like what that, what I was seeing, like. I thought I was at the aquarium in real life just looking at, like, the shit, like, looking at that shit. Like, I've never seen camera work like that in a movie. Haven't. Like, water scenes and stuff. Like, you know what CGI is. And, like, right. like the, the Shang-Chi, terrible, terrible with the water scenes. Like, when he was doing the dragon and all that, I was like, oh, my God. Like, Marvel's got to pick that shit up. Like, uh, did you watch that in IMAX? I'm just curious. No, I didn't. No, watch I watched it on TV. Okay. Did you watch it on IMAX? I watched it on TV. I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. No, it was definitely good. Um, but like, I just picked small shit like that. You know what I'm saying? I, I th- went in with like really low expectations uh, with that one for some reason. It's good and though. And when I watched it, every time I was just like, the action's great. Great. It's like, like old school kung fu stuff. Mm-hmm. Like early Jackie Chan, you know, early Jet Li. Like, I'm like, hmm. This motherfucker can. Dance, <laughs> hey, know? I think he's like, gonna come into phase five and do a lot. Yeah, really I do so with Doctor Strange. Absolutely for sure. Um, let's dive into some football talk. We won't talk much about it. It was a great season. Uh, seeing we'll talk about the scripted and we'll get some Super Bowl picks. Yeah. How yeah. do you guys feel about that? Like, you know how teams win and stuff, and like, you know, I think like, I thought it was a great season. Like, teams, dude, these guys ain't getting paid tens of millions of dollars Correct. to go out there and lose no game. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah, Arian Foster has been a controversial person in football. Was, At first, it was real petty stuff, like that he was vegan, and you know, <laughs> really, that, that was a thing. And they're like, oh, how can you get the muscle mass? So, like, teams didn't, you know, evaluate him very high and shit. And then he comes out has that fantastic season with Texans, and then he just, like, injury bug over and over. And, yeah, Jets a little know, bit. And so on and so forth. But, yeah, man, like, like I don't know, man. I just feel like, you know, these guys play hard. Like, I don't think, like, I honestly don't think the Rams went out there and tried to slump. Like, you know, they just had a down year. Like, Cooper Cup, Cooper right. Cup didn't go out there. He's not going right. out there and trying to get hurt. Like, I think Sean McVay, I think he needs to get out of there. I think he's trying to build something that's just not working. You know, um, it's just small things like that. And people don't, don't know, like, systems. It takes time to build things and stuff. Injuries, a lot of injuries happen and stuff. Um so the NFL is a real. I really do appreciate the NFL. Much as like I, you know, some weeks I might get pissed off betting and shit. Like I appreciate the NFL. Yeah, think, it's not scripted. No, just not that. at all. The NFL, like you're talking endorsement deals. Yeah. Like, 
winning teams do well in cities. Cities give taxpayer money yeah. to teams to retain teams to fix up stadiums to do that. Like it is a commerce. Like if the Cardinals were not in St. Louis, oh, St. Louis yeah. would be absolutely devastated. Like the danger zone. It would. Yes, absolutely. It would be like the next Detroit times 10, the worst that you hear. No one would go there to visit. No, it would just literally be a black (laughs) hole. No one comes here to begin with. Yeah, it'd be a black hole. Cardinals give us peace. Exactly. Like, they are such a driver of everything that is St. Louis now. And, like, you just, like, even with COVID, like, all the businesses that lost out and had to close Mm -hmm. up there. I think if we can't have an NBA team, I think we could at least produce a WNBA team. That would be something cool and different. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not against it, and I would I would go watch it just because we had it. Yeah, we're we're gonna go watch the uh, Battle Hawks at some point. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna do that this year. uh, We're gonna go watch uh, the St. Louis Soccer Club. at some point, you know. So, you know, it's it's fun. you know, like you said, the threat, yeah, like you said, what's the worst that's going to happen? You don't like it, you don't have to do it again. Yeah, yeah, just like you said with the, you know, the movie thresholds, just with life too and getting outside and doing things, you got to yeah. go experience some shit. It's different shit. You got to get uncomfortable, get comfortable sometimes. Absolutely. So, uh, with the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, yeah. What do you guys think, man? Mahomes uh, is back. I don't think he's going back to lose again. No. And, no. and the last 14 Super Bowls, the white jersey has won. Wait, the, yeah, the last. The last 14 Super Bowls, the white jersey has won. Chiefs are wearing white this time. Yeah, I don't, I don't really try to delve too much in the superstition stuff. No, it's not superstition. I just do my research before betting, you know, betting yeah. the props and all that, you know. Yeah, well, you do look at stuff like yeah. that, for sure. Yeah, that's you got to look at trendy like, stuff, you know, yes, like yeah, what's absolutely. happening. Who's reffing, you know. Yeah, yeah, a lot of it, yes, yes. Like, are they a heavy, like, pass interference caller? You oh, know, the crew that's reffing? The, the crew that's reffing the Super Bowl uh, called the most penalties in the, in the NFL this, this whole year, the crew. Yeah, but I also seen that like last year was I think was a similar case, and they let those D backs and those wide receivers mm-hmm. between the Rams and the Bengals like fight it out. Like they were playing a little tug of war with their arm and stuff. So, but yeah, and that can give a surprise. You can give a surprise. That goes back to the script on the last talk of that. Like you know, I feel like the most people say that because the third down with the Chiefs this weekend. And if you were truly watching the game, you could see that ref trying Absolutely. to run on the field yes. and signal mm-hmm. the guy. Yes, and and me yes. being a referee, and I don't referee football, but like. You know, if I get in the way of a fast break of a 16-year-old kid, I'm not even trying to do that. But could you imagine a 30-year-old grown man going right, to run you over right. Exactly right. And, and play off football? Yeah. He's not going to sacrifice that just to stop the play. The, hey, the ref was in the motherfucking, like, nickel slot. <laughs> yeah. And he ran out on the field. <laughs> yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. Like, he was, like, literally that far. What do you want him to do? Yeah, like, what else can the guy do other than just die from, ta- you know, right. trying to tackle these beasts? It's just <laughs> ridiculous. Like, I, just, I, I think people that say stuff like that watch half the game, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I didn't. I would I would rent I would root for Cincinnati. It's like we're in this cool spot mm-hmm. though technically where we can root for whoever we want. I think right. like, a lot of people feel like you have to be a Chiefs fan because if no, you're definitely now not. by default. But no, man, like uh you know Jake made this point on a podcast recently with us was like you know Nashville's not that much far, further. You can be a Titans fan, you know, or you can be a uh fucking Chicago fan really at that point, you know. But uh, yeah, we're in this we're in this position. We can kind of like root for whoever we want to be bandwagon fans to an extent, and it doesn't make us like bad fans per se. Yeah, because we don't have a dog in the hunt. No, no, you know, Rams but, left, got taken yeah. away from us. And I, d- that is the only team that I want to see lose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck the Rams. Always. Fuck, Fuck the Rams. Frankie. Fuck him Fuck for you. real. He, yeah. I hate that guy. Absolutely fucking cock, but that's neither here nor there. 
Uh, but yeah, man, like the Super Bowl. Actually, this is a stat. I don't know if you heard this. This is the first time two black quarterbacks have started against each oh, other. Oh, yeah. You know, Black History Month. Shout out that yeah. for real. So there's another mm-hmm. thing. Uh, and then this is also the first Super Bowl that brothers have played each other in. There's never been a Kelsey Bowl opposing. <laughs> yep. You got the Kelsey's out there. Who you got winning? Man, hmm. the Eagles are fucking scary. They play good, man. Their defense, defense is nice. It's defense nice. Defense, man. <laughs> There's something there. And uh, Mahomes has got a high spring ankle. Uh, mm-hmm. he's was, got, he might be short in the receiver core. A lot of people went out that last game. Um, he was like, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was tight. Like they barely beat the Bengals, mm-hmm. you know, and the Bengals are good, but they ain't the Eagles. So I, that's just my opinion. That's just the way I'm leaning. And no superstitious mm-hmm. stuff, just like real football talk. You know, I think like two weeks off, you know, that's recovery time. Still won't be full percent. Everyone's been no. through a season, you know. Jalen's got a shoulder, too. So, I mean, everyone's kind of hurt. Well, like, you would probably be able to speak better than this. Oh, 100 100%. 100%. Ankle is probably for, uh, yeah. Third degree. He might have to get surgery. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mahomes, is he's staggering around out there. Yeah. So, and a not mobile Mahomes is kind of scary. But aside injuries and just just heart, like, you know, he went last year and lost. You know, Jalen's not been there. You know, that's a lot more motivation, too, to want to win. That's fair. But Um, Jalen is a fucking specimen. Yeah, he's a dog. He's a fucking specimen. Yeah. He was hitting A.J. Brown in the chest. Yeah. And his various other receivers, and they were dropping balls, and they still managed to crush them. Yeah, that's where I – Eagles can't – if they do that, they're going to lose the fucking game. Yeah. Because, you know, I think – It wouldn't be Jalen's problem, I can tell you that. They can't get possession. Mm -hmm. He was not making any bad passes. And that the Eagles don't get played that much on our market, just for like the local channels. So like, you know, I was that's one thing that stood out right away to me whenever I saw Jalen play. Like he doesn't make too many bad mistakes. No, no. And it takes three or four motherfuckers to tackle him if he and I, I, go mm-hmm. forward. I like his journey. Like you know, he's kind of he was kind of denied being the starter, and then yeah. became the guy, and then like oh, Alabama, like mother, yeah, like motherfucker, I'm here. Like yeah. you know, I, I respect that shit. Yeah, and I'm black. And, yeah, dude, he's he's a badass. Yeah, he's he's, a, he's an easy guy to root for for sure. You know, color's starting to fill up the league. Something to be appreciative of. You know, um, ever since Michael Vick, you know, they were out for a little bit, and you know, Lamar Jackson right. came in and just kind of switched up the game. And uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes, he's, you know, these guys are just being great. And you know, Joe Burrow, two different class of football. You know, coming up, and you got to be a class player to do the quarterback role. And I think them guys do, are doing it. So it's gonna be a great Super Bowl, man. Great Super yeah. Bowl. So you got who you got, Ridge? Mm, I'm probably gonna go Eagles. Eagles? Yeah, yeah. I, They're minus two right now on the board. So draft books, a draft king sports book. So, uh, well, you, they're you just bet, too beat bet. up. You bet though that that kind of makes it different because you're giving really a dog if you're gonna if you got some money down on somebody. So. Like yeah, I'm thinking about going. Because sometimes you take risk and they pay off. Yeah, like I'm thinking about going like you know like two hundred on Chiefs plus like a touchdown. Yeah. Plus seven, that they can't it lose. Can by, they, I don't. I it don't think. Happen. I don't think the Chiefs. If they lose, I don't think they're losing more by more than seven points. No. Yeah, I mean anything can happen. I've seen last two weeks real back. shitty Super Bowls that I thought were going to be great. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. The Denver Broncos was the last against great? the Seattle Seahawks. That was like. Uh, that was. That oh was yeah. Rough. Oh, that was fun for me. I was I a Seahawks thought, fan. I was turned up. I was. <laughs> well, I wanted to see Peyton go go off nah, and do that. it after he they got. They think Peyton's the goat. Peyton's script. If that's the if Peyton it, is not the goat. 
No. Hayden's the second best quarterback. But people were gobbling him that season. I was like, LOB, fuck that. Yeah, but that season, he did eventually win another Super Bowl, but he was barely able to throw the fucking ball down the field at that point. It's neither here nor there. The Seahawks was fucking him up. But yeah, like the Seahawks (laughs) fucked him up that game. Dude, it was like halftime, and we went out back and smoked copious amounts of joints, (laughs) drank copious amounts of beers, straight debauchery, did not give a fuck about the game, just were black face fucking drunk out the back of my patio apartment and just like eating copious amounts of cheese out of a bowl (laughs) because my wife made up little hors d'oeuvres and shit on the table. Yeah, that was a bad Super Bowl. That was bad. It was really bad. <laughs> that's that one of the worst I've ever seen for sure. I can't think last of last year's wasn't great either. Well, I'm trying to think of the, the, the last great Super Bowl I I watched, it, and I had to be probably Brady when he played the Falcons. Yeah, that was good. The Eagles and I think the I was, Patriots to me. Which one? The uh, Eagles beating the Patriots. That was that. Oh, was that a was great a good Super game. Bowl. That was great. Yeah. No, the dude, that, the Patriots beating. The, I was hurt that motherfucker. Yeah, that uh, that Nick that Nick Foles play there toward the end of the game. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, Philly special. God damn, the Philly special. Yes, like I get goosebumps just talking about it right now. It's crazy how like there was something to that, and that Doug Peterson got fucked over, dude. He got fucked over. He got fired. He, no, he didn't. He drafted man. shitty shitty Carson Wentz. That was his fault. Three years of backtracking for drafting shitty years Carson yeah, but Wentz. They you get still fired. Were like eight hundred ish. He can make it. He can like I've seen coaches have a longer. Carson chain. Wentz is bad. But come on, like he is a great coach. Because guess what? He went down to Jacksonville and straightened that fucker out. Yeah, that, I he mean, has. But listen, they, they weren't. They had the weakest record in the playoffs. He probably appreciate that's an that that was a scary team. They hung with everybody that they played. He probably appreciated that firing though, because like they're probably like, you know what, you know what, Doug, you're not a bad coach, but we're gonna fire you so you can go be a better coach. All right, from, you drafted mm-hmm. a shitty quarterback now. Don't fuck up again down in Jacksonville. He's from the Andy Reid coaching tree, is he not? Yeah. He was his offensive coordinator. Yeah, I so that's, so. I mean, he's he's he comes from good coach lineages. Like he he's no slob. No, I don't think he's a slob at all. I don't think so. I mean, they yeah. beat the fucking Chargers. Yeah, and the Chargers fucking. <laughs> they need a Harvard. new. They need a new coach. I think they might, but that guy's a defensive guy. He's bringing in. You don't need to be calling the plays. He's bringing in Kellen Moore for offense, offensive coordinator. Now I don't know if you saw that. Oh, I like he's that. I didn't the see Cowboys. that. Yeah, and he's going to the Chargers, so he's going to be the new offense. I think he'll have a good. I mean, he already he already puts up the stats. He's a Pro Bowl. Quarterback. Yes, Staley don't look like he just looks uncomfortable calling plays. He does look like he's got a stick up his head. <laughs> There's no question about that. Yeah, yeah. It's just sure. like it's like, bro, let let uh, Herbert let call lose. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, guys, let's go into some swerving Q and A. Do this with all the uh, do this with all the guests. I I try to switch it up a little bit, so I'm gonna do a little different question. I got one question. Yeah, I got one question. I asked the same though, so I hope you guys are ready for that one. And we'll start with it. If stranded on an island for thirty days and can only take five albums with two subs, what are you choosing? Uh, I would do Fleetwood Mac, Rumors, Beach okay. Boys, Pet Sounds, Converge. You fail me. Be wait, Beach Boy, Pet Sounds. I've been yeah. trying to get into Beach Boys. That's the album. That is the only album you need to have from the Beach Boys. <laughs> it is fantastic. He said Beach Boys. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's pretty dope. Especially if you got a record player, you can get it on record. That's an experience right there. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You must. You agree, Rich? With a little, little, with a little bit of the green kind. I agree with the experience. I'm not a big fan of the Beach Boys, but I appreciate what they do and yeah, the vibe yeah, yeah. they bring. I like their but, Christmas album a lot. I think you would. 
enjoy this in the right state. You know, yeah, have, have heavy <laughs> okay. little joints yeah. and put it on a record. All right, say less. Love it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Converge, you fail me. Converge, one of my favorite bands ever. Got a fucking tattoo of it. Uh, the Cure, Disintegration. And then I would go with Led Zeppelin, House of the Holy. My, my two subs would probably be, I'd have to have some type of R&B, so Wu-Tang Clan, Enter the Wu-Tang, uh, 36 Chambers. I'd have that as a sub. And then probably Failures, Fantastic Planning. That's really become one of my favorite albums so yeah That's i like great, great you, keep great. The, you keep all of them in, rot- in rotation yeah i i do i even listen to them oh. i have to re- like revisit them about every eight weeks or so okay mm-hmm. you know Fair enough. uh it, at least something off of one of those records you know because it takes me back to a time and uh they, they were just all very emotional albums to me for very re- various reasons like what was going on in my life at the time did it make me a better musician you know uh did it add depth and complexity to this type of songwriting I wanted sure. to do? You know, there was just a lot of various dynamics and they, they impressed upon me influence vans we were in, you know, so uh, they just, every one of them have a special story to me. For sure. You know? What about you, Rich? Oh, uh, mine. Hmm. So it would be hard. So it'd be only 30 days. I'd be stranded, right? Yeah. 30 days. Five okay. albums. Cause I, there's so many albums, but I mean like converges Jane Doe, the best records ever done. Cure Disintegration, like Barrett said. Take that one with me. Uh, probably Black Sabbath Volume 4 is one of my favorite yeah. Sabbath records ever. It was ever. hard for me not to put and Sabbath it's just, on there. It's, 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 it's an interesting album. Fun. I used to see like, Black Sabbath shit everywhere in school. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and they've like, kind of just become a design thing now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but no, I mean, definitely heavy name, though. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Well, well I mean, there would not be heavy music right without them. Yeah. <laughs> my, that's I know there's been there's other yeah. bands out there and stuff like that, but it wouldn't be to the degree where it's at without right. Sabbath. Yeah, they inspired yeah. so many. And I probably throw in like Entombed Left Hand Path. I've been listening to that a lot lately. What kind of music and is that? It's like Swedish death metal. Okay. HM2 Worship. And then like Suvion Stevens, fantastic singer-songwriter. Or Carrie and Lowell. It's one of my all time favorite albums. Love it. Just recently got that uh, on Christmas. Vinyl? On on vinyl. Yeah. And I, oh man, I love that album. That's a good one. How is the vinyl experience? I've been trying to get used to that. uh, It is, it is good if you have the right, like, rig. Equipment. Yeah. Yeah. Are they expensive? Yes and no. I don't find them to be that expensive because you have to compare it to, like, what else you'd spend something comparable on. Uh, you can like, get a good like, turntable for like $190. Yeah. Oh, that's not bad. Like, and then really buy a pair of shoes with that. Yeah. Get you a good speaker system. You can find those sometimes, at, like Edifier type speakers. You can get those about $100 on, on a deal occasionally on Amazon. And they have like a built-in power so, amp. So yeah, and they have a built-in works. power amp. So they, they you get that low end and everything that you need that to have that sound and that experience. Mm-hmm. You get you a um, an Audio Teca uh, uh-huh, table. They're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those the that's the that's the right combo. You can't go wrong with that. Uh, and then get you a good record like a like a, a not none of that Walmart shit, grand. right? Yeah. Well, they they sell good stuff there sometimes. It's sometimes, uh, but look for like a hundred eighty gram version of a record because it's a little bit more built out, a little bit more mm-hmm. full. They'll even have to break out records like into four parts, like depending on how long they are. So like Kendrick Lamar's new album, I have that, and uh, it, it's broken out um, over four LPs because of how long that record. How, is. how much that costs? Dude, uh, I, I'm we not. We had to pre-order it 
It was uh, 40 bucks plus shipping. That's not bad. Bro, yeah. someone told me, like, she bought this. I forgot which vinyl she said it was. But she said she spent, like, some hefty amount on it. Like Yeah, like, you can if you're getting first pressings of stuff. Like, yeah. I've got those original. a few uh, first yeah. pressings of things or first re-release, remaster. That's another kind of avenue of it that's for Would you not open it ever? It. No, I li- I open. I have to listen. I to open everyone. Yeah, <laughs> I am buying it to listen to it. But it also and, doesn't matter because like I have a couple Kiss records at my house, and like those are originals from the seventies. Yeah, and those are worth a shitload of money. Like played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Played. I mean, scratched and shit. Like, like even like if you have those, like yeah. I mean, yeah. like that's 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 something some good that money. old. Like, even if you have like a sleeve with like yellowing and stuff on it, like it's yeah. still very expensive. Like. I it have, doesn't matter. Like, yeah, I've got like a. He said I open it every time. <laughs> I've got like a, um, like a fucking terrible in shape Beatles album. Uh, I think it's Let It Be, and oh, that's a great album. I love is. the Beatles. Even if it's like a re-release, remat, like at some point, you know that they did on the back end of the first pressings, it's worth a couple hundred dollars. Beatles yeah. or the Beach Boys. As Beatles. a band, yes, Beatles, without question. It's not even All close. Right. And I'm not really heart, a big my, fan of either. My heart was going to sink if you said but, the Beach Boys. Because I ever heard Mark to them, I was like, God, I got to get into these motherfuckers. Pet Sounds <laughs> is a different album. It's a different experience. Head Sounds or Pet Sounds? Pet. Pet, pet okay. Sounds, mm-hmm. yeah. It is a different experience. They're known as a surf rock band, and everybody thinks Wipeout when they hear the Beach Boys or whatever. You know, or Bob, Bob, Bob Ran or Kokomo or, you know, that was kind of stupid shit. Uh the Beach Boys on Pet Sounds were directly influenced in what was going on in the music scene, right? In the Beatles right, you don't just an no album, more. Rubber Soul. <laughs> you don't even yeah. say no more. So, yes, it is, it's its own experience. I think that they may have dabbled in some supplements. What podcasts Ooh. are each of you fans of? I listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts, like pro wrestling podcasts, but there's a wrestling podcast. Are you a fan of Logan Paul? Didn't mean to interrupt you. Yes. Okay. I, I actually like him in wrestling. He's got a lot of talent. He's better than people that have been doing it for years. It's kind of... He brings his own real natural talent. He's a natural too. heel, yeah. too, because he's, he's, he fucking cut promos, and he can like talk, get out and talk shit and make yep. people hate him. Yeah, real quick. He did an amazing spot in the Royal Rumble last weekend where him and Ricochet, another wrestler, he's more acrobatic, they did a uh, clothesline in the middle of the air, jumping off the top ring rope and springing up and meet, meeting each other. Damn. 20 feet apart. <laughs> that was 10 feet in the air. They did this. Like it was a circus of lay bullshit. And they double clothesline each other and hit each other at the exact same time. Like to be that proficient, yeah, it, it takes a fucking athlete. And for him to be only like, this is like his fifth wrestling match. And he fucking does this. Logan Paul does this. It's incredible. Like I'm like, how is this guy this good? It's fucking weird. Like this YouTube, because I remember from going into like the Japanese suicide forest and like his career was tanking. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that was how I knew about him, you know, in the periphery. That was like the, all I knew of him. And then like this motherfucker is like in here is just as athletic as these other guys that have played D one ball and shit like that. They're true entrepreneurs. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, man, how can you not respect him? But uh, but yeah, like keeping it one hundred is a podcast I listen to. So Conan, he was a huge wrestler in WCW. He's Latino. Um, he's got uh, Cuban heritage and uh, he has this other guy, Disco Inferno, who leans kind of right politically and he leans left politically, Conan does, and then they have their producer on the show. They talk about everything though. They don't talk about just wrestling. Wrestling's a piece of what they have to talk about because that's how they draw their fans in, but they have political discussions, movie talk, music, sports, 
so that's kind of like what the ATI plan is, is like, you know, have this variety, be able to talk about all these things, have listeners because we're guys and we ha- like, we like all these things. Right. You know? And like, there's people that want to hear that. So like, I like the variety that he brings. I, I think that that's kind of a little bit of an inspiration, quite frankly, for me. And there's an old wrestling manager, Jim Cornette. He, he's a pretty funny He's like a 60-year-old. Jim, like, Jim Cornette? What is it? Cornette. Cornette. He was a manager in wrestling for the longest time. Bro, I used to watch wrestling like uh, 08 and shit. That's been yeah, so long. He probably, you probably <laughs> didn't see him on screen at that time. But, uh, but yeah, he's been involved with various promotions, very successful ones. But he is like a 60-year-old Kentucky guy that's ultra-liberal. And he goes on <laughs> the most epic rants about Trump. Like, he can really cut a fucking promo on people. And it is the greatest shit I've ever heard when, you know, like is some of the greatest shit I've ever heard. It's very entertaining. <laughs> keep it 100 pod. But yeah, keep it 100 and the Jim Cornette podcasts that are out there. They're both <laughs> he said he could good. cut a promo. But, uh, you know, there's local guy I listen to, too. Danny is just two movies. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Rising yep. uh, I really do enjoy his podcast. Um, and then uh, a guy that we interviewed on ATI podcast, uh, Andy Treffenbach. He does the Destroy the Brain uh, stuff and uh, he has late night grindhouse that he hosts where he brings back cult movies, takes them to the theater, does a special screening. Uh, he does it at the Paris Cinema up at, at the Warenberg or well, it's not Warenberg, it's Marcus now mm-hmm. theater up there. Um, and he he like literally has nights every month that he does showings of old horror movies or cult movies or cult sci fi movies, and like they're curated and they're great. Like I just saw this movie called Chopping Mall. Uh, last month I went out for the late night grindhouse and uh, it was like a fucking really good, bad horror movie. Never heard of it in my life. It was nothing at all what you would think it would be. <laughs> That's awesome. And it is just, it's kind of so bad. It's good. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. those, those are very entertaining and yeah. everybody in the audience knew like you, you know, people right away. Yeah. And we were, we were laughing, you know, it was a, it was like, I haven't really laughed out loud at a movie in a long time. Like I've not seen any great comedies in some time. So, but uh, yeah, but yeah, back to the podcast stuff. Uh, yeah. Andy's got his own destroy the brain. They usually talk about whatever screening that they're doing at the time. And, um, and I like majority 54, uh, Jason Kander. He was a Democrat guy from this area, um, a veteran and uh, Obama had selected him, like hand selected him Damn. to be his successor. And uh, he had, like, really bad depression and PTSD from being in the military using special forces and shit. And he he tells some stories about some fucked up shit he had to do over there in uh, Iraq and shit. And it will blow your mind, the shit that he details sometimes on that show. But then they, they talk about current political stuff and they, they bring Republicans we need? on the show and, like, have debates with them and shit. Oh, I, I'd like to and, hear that. Uh, so I always like to hear both sides. Yeah, oh, I do too. Civil, so kinda, you know, kind of civil, I, but, you know. I mostly lean on the left, but there's occasional yeah. right things that I'm like, mm, like that's reasonable. Um, and then Mark Marin, WTF pod. He's a good, anytime he interviews a celebrity that I like, I listen to it. I used to be that way with Joe Rogan. <laughs> kind of fell off the Joe Rogan train. I've been, I've been more than um, uh, full sin. But yeah, like a Mark Marin, he's a comedian. He's a pretty funny guy. He came up with like like Bill Burr, oh, okay, Louis cool. C.K., all those guys. And uh, he's had his own show. He's had his own podcast for long. He fucking interviewed uh, Obama in his Real? garage. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like Secret Service took him to his house and went into his garage and recorded a podcast. Yeah. He's that like he's got that kind of pool. So yeah, like I would highly recommend Mark Marin. And That's just tough. get on there. 
see if you a celebrity that you know, like Lapita, might he might have like Lapita okay. interview or something. Check it out. You know, mm-hmm. what's the worst that can happen? You don't like it? I like I like I've been trying to get into different podcasts because uh, I think he had Daniel like Kalua on there for whenever Get Out was coming out. I want to say, um, which he's a great actor. He's have you seen uh, Peel's movies? Have you seen the one about him being Fred Hampton? Yes. Great. That was fantastic. That was like my second or third. Have you seen that Ridge? That you should watch that. No, I haven't. You yeah, watch it that. was on HBO. And Lakeith, what is that fucking Lakeith called? Stanfield's in that. Um, Jesus, Dude, that story's crazy. Yeah, Fred Hampton got fucked. Dude, crazy without question. And everybody knows that. And it still ain't been. I mean, oh, it, it really, yeah, it, it right? got it got really shut how can under. You make it right. Yeah. It's been so long ago, right now. And the way they did, Buddy was fucked. Yeah, and people don't all of it. It's realized. Up. Yeah. And he fucking sold them that out. Shit, that shit pissed me off. Like seeing Lakeith in that like tug of war emotionally. Oh my god, dude, he was fucking great. I'm about to go watch that tonight. Yeah, dude, that was fucking fantastic. Yeah, uh, but yeah, man, that that was a good. What movie. is that called? The book. Uh, I can't remember, man. We'll tag the link below, but yeah, everyone should watch that movie for, for uh, Black History. Yeah, I love that movie. I was thinking about that last month, last night. I was just like, because I was watching you people and uh, Eddie Murphy had the. Fred Hampton was murdered hoodie on. I was like, my girlfriend was sitting there. I was like, yeah, the fuck he was. And she was like, what are you talking about? I was like, Fred Hampton was murdered. I was like, damn right. Right. Was like, Jude- people don't understand that shit. Judas and the Black Messiah. Yes. Yeah. I was having a hard time remembering the Judas part. Great fucking movie. Yes. That I highly recommend. Especially for Black Hat. Like, yeah, for Black History Black Month. History Month. Mm-hmm. And you're going to learn about something historically that's yeah. pretty damn. That's a problem with Hollywood. They Hollywood stuff up. Like, it's pretty historically accurate, even the angles at which they were shot. I love I lo- the movie. I love how, I love the the shots when he's like holding the the meetings and stuff, and like he's got like everyone right. in there. Right. Dude, that shit's fucking awesome. And I saw some like clips, like scene by scene, from like historical photos and shit that like, they recreated in some of the scenes in the movie. They they nailed it. Yeah, they nailed it. So. It was good. I'm, I'm, yeah, it was fucking great. Yeah, that was t- it's touched me as we speak, for real. But. Uh, Hmm. What's some what's some advice you guys would give to someone maybe want to start a podcast? Because I've been having like you know some people like message me like hey like you know what's some good mics and things like that even right. from that or like you know a, a good idea. So what do you got? Um, I would just encourage anybody that wants to do it. First off, do it for something that you like. Don't try and do it for anybody else. Yeah. It would be the same advice I would give somebody that wanted to start a band. Oh, hundred percent. Make, mm-hmm. make music that you like to hear. You know, don't be necessarily blind by your own inabilities, but make music that you would be a fan of. Yes. You know? So, yeah, I, I kind of go back to that line of thinking with that, you know. Um, just do what you do. But, yeah, like, you know, if you talk about something you're passionate about, somebody, it might just hit somebody the right way. Right. You know, you never know. Mm-hmm. You got some and, Ridge? That's pretty much it for me. <laughs> bro, not to cut you off, bro, this kid I worked with, his name's Spencer, and, um, mm-hmm. bro, he he... He's just been like asking me about like what I do because like I could tell he's been truly like wanting to ask me something like I can't really like tell him what to do. Right. And I was just like we just had like a real slow day because it was like it was uh, snow and whatever. So like we got to sit down and actually talk. And uh, he was just telling me like he, he really like he wants to learn how to like create videos and stuff. But yeah, he really like all like he's nervous and stuff. But all he really wants to talk about is like is God and like give the word of God. I was like, bro, like start right there. Like just cut little 30 second videos, like a good word you like, or, you know, like a scripture or something. And like, 
no, it might not be something I'm, I might not like. And I'm not saying that, but I'm sure you like someone can feel that in their morning, their evening, going to bed. Like, you know, you just got to think of stuff like that and just like start with something, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's something that can come become charming out of that. You know, like there's this guy that I follow on social media, Tumbleweed Tommy. Oh, I love Tumbleweed. Yeah, he's got like love just him. a whole like gimmick where like country stars reach out to him. He gets sponsored by like Wrangler and Carhartt to like feature some of their fashion products. He's a different kind of fellow, but like well, he's on the root, spectrum. You for root sure. for him. You root for the guy. Yeah, and he gets like hot country chicks come over and hang out with them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like you just, you just root for people that do their thing, you know. Just yeah. like I root for you, like because you, know, you do the thing, and like that's just like you appreciate guys that do that stuff. Like it's just easy to spread love around the world, and I like just and just natural love, and just buy into what people are doing and be a fan. You know, it's not it's not hard to be a fan. You're like yeah, a sure. natural fan, you know, for real. Like especially like people. It's not well. I'm out of this area now, but this is always be home. But like you know, people that you're around there are doing the same shit. You know, right. you don't always got to be a hater to shit. Yeah. So. uh you guys got another question for me, and I'll ask you guys uh, the last one. Uh, so how long have you been doing this, like, year-wise? Yeah, what? The length of the podcast. Uh, like a season? Itself? Yeah. So I usually, I try to run it between um, 12 to 20 episodes a season. Okay, so like, you turn, uh, yeah. yeah, I was just wondering what the turnaround was. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I, I got a lot of guests. Uh, it's just, you know, with walmart and ref right. and like you know shit happens in life and yeah uh especially like wintertime too like i just well you started to branch out is where i was gonna go with yeah this, so now yeah, i'm in saint like now i'm in fest living in festus so now i got a lot of st louis guests like i'm i got a lot of guests lined up within the swerving it's just yeah. a matter of like i got i really need to get now i'm done with basketball now i'm feeling right. like okay like now i'm on the slate of I can just do Walmart and like right. sit down and podcast. You've like, got like third eye reviews is his own thing. It's just you reviewing movies, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I've been kind of like waiting yeah. on that too. Like new movies to drop. Like my letterbox right. been getting that bumped up more and stuff. Like yeah. really watching movies and stuff. Uh, and I take time into that too. Like I can't just get, go on there and click anything to watch. Like I don't watch yeah. movies twice. Like I really don't. Like I don't usually like, either, like, honestly. I try to find something I appreciate. Like yeah. if I haven't watched like dig into that and um i buy anything that i would watch again usually yeah but when i drop an episode i want it to run from anywhere to two weeks two and a half weeks yeah and then um you know have a guest lined up between that get ready lined up record like record have a recording process you know two to three days between that promo you know clean up what i want to clean up and then drop and then start two weeks from there. All right, clean my mind up. Like, all right, that's cool. Like, yeah. stat it out. Like, you know, and then line up the next, line up the next guest. Right. And I usually already like, hey, I got the confirmational people, but right. I got like a a two I want to line up. Like after having one conversation, because I think it's right. like the good guest follow. You know. Yeah, for sure. That's why I was like, hey, like, when are you ready? You know, because right. right for sure. That's how I wanted to do it. Because now I'm done with yeah. with here. You know, yeah. you were like the last person I really need to talk to. Yeah. So yeah, I always like to ask people about like kind of their workflow, kind of the, you know, behind the curtain sort of thing. I like to hear how different people operate. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and what their approach is. I kind of came, I came into the season, like our first season thing, like, oh, we need to put an episode out every week because everybody I listen to does that, you know, and you can stack up a lot of episodes, but I always also become aware of like, there's some people that do it like biweekly or, you know, whatever the case is, or maybe you can do. You can still do it weekly, but you don't have to run as long. You know, I don't really have a, a cut and paste. Like, I got to talk to you for two hours. I got to talk to you for 30 seconds. I mean, yeah, you, you're 
certain people that you interview, like they only got this much time, you know, when right. you start talking about touring artists and stuff like that. But, uh, but yeah, just kind of just talking about like the, the interworkings, the gears of, you know, how the podcasts run and stuff, you know, that just kind of, uh, intrigues me sometimes. And like, and now like it used to, when, when I was doing it by myself before the barn, like it was a lot harder, like, and Chad definitely takes a lot off my hands now, like with like, Hey, you need something before, like, yeah, that's easy to do now but uh like now the process is like it, it's a lot to where i need to go because it's like it's really rising tide like i you know i feel like i do a lot within the barn and bring ideas and stuff that like he might not be thinking of he'd be like okay like i can run on that like right. you know like the the, the sports bending and you know, have a uh right. a show there and stuff you know for the super bowl knuckleball prime time and just doing shit we naturally enjoy like you know we're gonna sports bet and do that shit yeah. so i don't know it's just like between planning for the pro- the podcast and between planning for guests too, I like to uh, really enjoy like what I'm doing and evolve in that time too because that's yeah. building me up to that episode. You know what I'm saying? Right. For and sure. that person that I'm trying to talk to, you know, like yeah. I'm I'm really I'm truly getting ready for that. Yeah. Because like now I'm like really tired because like that's how I was like mm-hmm. with you guys like fuck I just got done refing all that shit like sure. I'm really I'm ready to sit down and talk and chill. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like this is my time to. Yeah, decompress. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's all a process with life, you know? Absolutely, for sure. So, not, you know, we had this episode, so I'll chill. Bro, the next guest I have is fire, so I guess I can announce this now. Uh, it'll be Sir, Sir. his name is Sir Caldwell. Actually, uh, he's from he's from St. Louis. He's he's a uh, professional barber for the WWE. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, so he actually yeah. cuts Randy Orton's hair and shit. Like, yeah. I, we were going to have the pie, bro. He was like, bro, he was like, we got to reschedule. I was like, all right, that's cool, bro. He was like, and then he texted me back. He was like, <laughs> he was like, I got, I got to go to Randy's house, to cut his hair. He was like, I would, but he might, you know, he might RKO me or something. Like he was like dead serious. Like <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't cancel Randy Orton either. Like fuck no, that. Yeah. Like oh, yeah, the dude. experience and like, I'm sure like he's a good client or whatever, but right. it's going to be a good, good conversation. Talk to him and just, that's cool. but he said he was in a spot of just like, That'd be you interesting. know, it'll be interesting. Like yeah. to see where like, he was and like yeah how he, he said got like there. a year ago like he wasn't doing none of that shit you know so yeah. i can't wait to talk to him yeah <laughs> i can't wait that would be intriguing see like that's again that's what we try to do like with the variety and stuff we'll talk to anybody and i definitely i'll definitely send him your way when i'm done too yeah okay cool. so i was uh i was like yeah i think that i'm gonna definitely send barry his way because i think they'll fucking enjoy that shit oh, yeah. and then you know that's why you know that's what that's why we do this shit so yeah, we can interwork sure. shit for each other too Absolutely. and that's just and that's just natural shit that's what i i want to see all of us do this shit bro right you know what i mean yeah that's I what agree. i told chad like swerving's not a part of the barn but if if swerving had something to do like to get off of anything like all this is coming with because like you know like i yeah. can't i can't do shit without this you know right it's just a natural being and it's just like it's not even that it's just I do this. We do this because we naturally love to do it. Yeah, you know. So for sure, it's all a process. And um, yeah, that's about it. Two movies and th- two movies in the show for the people for the people to watch right now. We'll close out on that. Uh, that's usually what I like to. You want new or old? Anything. Your guys' favorites, like mm. you know. Uh, I will tell. Then I'll go the old route. <laughs> yeah, I will too. I'll just uh, say Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The original. The original for the seventies. Yes. Um. With Tobe Hooper. Directly. That one of the best wars mm-hmm. ever? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> they weren't even questioning it. Yeah. Definitely then, top 10, arguably top five. Yeah. And probably mm, Friday Night, or bleh, nope, I'm going to switch that. Go with the original Halloween. 
Okay. And two shows, Twin Peaks, X-Files. Twin Peaks? Yeah. Yeah. I ain't heard of that. Uh, it was like an old, like... It's good, my man. Real good. HBO, Hulu. Uh, this uh, it is, is way, on uh, Showtime now. Yeah. That's how you can watch Showtime. all the episodes. Dude, I've been hearing oh, about the Showtime. Set. I have to get that or something. <laughs> yeah. That's on cable, though, right? They have... Uh, no, you can get it as a, yeah, a monthly just have to, yeah. stream yeah, mm-hmm. service. Yeah, it's a, it's a thing. I think it's like, especially if you do it as an add-on, like Twin Hulu Pe- or something. Yeah, I mean, it's not a current show. It, this was... But they do have a season from yeah. oh, 2017 yeah. where they time jump 20 yeah. years later. What was the show you said before? The show? Yeah, what was the show you uh, said Twin before Peaks, that? Uh, X-Files. X-Files. The X-Files. The original? Well, I mean, there's only one X-Files, but... Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, okay, Yeah, okay. I love yeah. that show. Uh, what you got? Movies, too. What you got, Barrett? I'll, I'll go with... I'll, I went genre-specific. <laughs> okay. I went South Korean revenge horror thriller director. <laughs> yeah! So, Old Boy... Mm-hmm. Old boy, two thousand three. <laughs> old boy. I feel like I've heard of that. Subtitles. Watch no. it. It's brutal. Okay. It is perhaps the best revenge story. Just that aspect of the film, not the back end twist that you get, and it's fucked up. <laughs> okay. It will fucking make you question your existence. Okay. Because it's like makes you feel filthy for having watched it. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so there's that. Uh, and uh, I Saw the Devil. I Saw the mm. Devil is a great movie. 2010, this came out. Okay. And I saw it. I was lucky to have seen it in theaters. I'm shocked that I was able to see it in theaters. Right. Festus played it for whatever reason. <laughs> shocked. <laughs> they played that movie. I watched it in The theaters. Devil's in Festus' theater. <laughs> yeah. I Saw the Devil. <sighs> it is fantastic. It is a revenge story. Uh, essentially there's this serial killer that keeps getting away with like killing all these young girls and um, it's a southern Korean film so all the actors are Korean and a police chief's daughter becomes the victim of one and a special detective in whatever their agency is there it was her fiance so he decides to go outside the lines and chase the serial killer personally and it is a whole like cat and mouse game that starts to go out from that. So you see these horrific things that this guy has done to even young girls, you know, the serial killer. And at some point you want to see him die the most brutal way possible. (laughs) And it it, it delivers. It delivers. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. So I saw the devil. I'll fuck you up too. Yeah. So again, subtitles, got to watch it. Okay. Uh, And then, True Detective season one. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Oh, oh yeah, my God. the greatest yeah. single season it. of a show mm-hmm. ever. Yeah, maybe that uh, ruined TV for me. Yeah, bro, like, that episode everything. when they're hitting the like that episode when they're like, uh, it's like going backwards and uh, they're in, yeah, you know, kind of he's telling the story. I was like, dude, this is something crazy. Time is a flat circle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he's just like, oh, the camera went crazy. Dude, that show's good. That, oh my god, it's just like just season one, yeah. Did all you guys, the elements. Guys, it had X Files to it. It yeah. had, you know, it had a uh, a horror element to it. You know, it had almost a Silence of the Lambs feeling yep. to it. Like you really felt like you were gonna see some fucking shit go down. Yep. You know, Hannibal Lecter style. Yep. Like it was, 
It was wild. And then it was shot beautifully. Yeah, it was. It was directed great. I loved it. Yeah. And then there's one episode specifically is the best cop drama thing I've ever seen. And that's the episode. I think it's like the sixth or seventh episode in the first season. I can't remember. I think there's 10 in the first season. Yeah. They, they're crouching down through that inner city area and they're sneaking out that girl and the baby. Yeah. Uh-huh. The house. Yeah. Because they're trying to get a statement, and they they think that there's some big master thing going on, but there's gang violence going on, and they're, they're, they're the cops are having shootout with the gang, and they're where they're not supposed to be, uh-huh. getting mm-hmm. this chick out. Yeah, that is that's like Michael Mann type shit. Yeah, right there. like Heat type shit. That yeah. episode. Oh, I haven't watched Heat. Heat is oh, the yeah. greatest heist movie ever. Watch it. Yes. <laughs> okay. Now, whenever okay. you leave here, go Heat. home and watch Heat. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> I watched uh, Mystic, Mystic, Mystic River is one of my favorite movies. Mystic River. Have you guys watched oh, that? Oh, yes. Yes. That's great. That ending yeah, is that. crazy. Was, I'm going to have to watch that. I was shocked. You haven't seen that? I haven't seen it. Oh, my God. I goodness. knew Clint Eastwood was a good director. <laughs> and this was like a time I was just like, if, when it came out, I was like, eh, also, maybe. And then I just, I finally watched it here in the last 10 years. And I was like, wow. Like, I need to see <laughs> all of Clint Eastwood's movies. Yeah, that movie's that movie's fire, man. That movie excellent. left me like that was one of the movies that like left me feeling some type of way. Yeah, what what the ending of that like kind of that revenge story that happens in that you know to a degree, um, you know, a father tragically loses his daughter. Uh, that there's those elements play out in 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 them these, in these movies. Okay, that I've cool. Given you to watch these Southern Korean movies. So I bet it all ties back in. Barrett, I appreciate your time. Shout out your podcast and the things you got yeah, coming up. Absolutely. ATI podcast, just Google us. We're everywhere. Everywhere. Our social media feeds even post up our stories. Uh, you know, our Twitter posts are in the top Google searches. Whenever you put in ATI podcast, uh, we are available on all of the podcasting platforms. You know, your uh, Spotify's, your Apple Podcasts, your Stitchers, your Anchors, your uh, whatever's, <laughs> uh, <laughs> whatever you yeah. guys use out there. Who's the latest guest you had? Uh, the last guest that we had was actually Jake. Oh yeah, Jake, um, Jake Jackson, we, we good one. We did a wrestling recap. So we've been, we did the last few episodes. We're just kind of recapping 2022 stuff uh, to help us kind of just set, you know, re- do the reset and start with the new year. So. Yeah. But we had Still Jake getting on. into that. We Still did Royal, that Rumble, Royal Rumble preview and uh, talked about what was good in wrestling in 2022. So you're going to review the Rumble? Yeah, we already we did before it, oh, okay. it aired. Uh, oh, okay. And it's up. Cool, um, but it already happened, so right. like everybody knows yeah. what happened too. But uh, that was our last in person, and then actually, what I'm doing for our, our last episode of the season is I'm doing a supercut. I went back in the archives, found our 2010 pilot episode, our opening segment, and I extracted that, put that in the first part of this episode. So it's a blast to the past. And then, whenever I did Rising Tides with you guys, Chad and I talked about it. I'm cutting out some of the excerpts from that and laying it down next to each other. So you hear that 12 year jump that, you know, like our listeners, unless you listen to us back then, you never got to experience. So I think it's kind of a cool concept. That is cool. I don't know what the mm-hmm. type of return will be on it, but it's your dragon to I'm it. You're, I think some of your fans, something are, yeah, new, something different. That's dope, man. So, I fuck with that shit. I felt like it would be kind of like a ceremonial way to end the first season too. You know, how long do, how many, how many episodes do you guys go? Uh, we've got 52 right now. Gosh, damn, you guys um, are kicking. Yeah, then that's just this. Uh, they have seven out now. Oh, so um, you guys went every, I, you guys I, literally I went every every week. Yeah, we run every week, and then they run usually once a month yep. yeah. since they've been starting. 
Um, so there's that. And then Brandon's only done one in the last three or four months since we've kind of started adding on stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, what schedule uh, are you on? Do you, do you we just... usually record on Thursday nights? Uh, that usually works out for everybody nicely. And we'll go as late as start as late as we need to typically or start as early as we can within reason because Josh and I are both fathers. We got to get our kids home, get things settled before we can go do daddy stuff. We ever stat? We do you ever stash and stat? Do you ever stash and drop so you don't have to catch up? Oh, uh, sometimes, yeah, sometimes. Um, I'd say like we also don't we don't um, we don't like put a limit on how long we we talk to people. Oh I just yeah, try you to have can. a natural yeah. conversation. Yeah, and if I see it's going somewhere, keep going. Yeah, if it ain't going anywhere, I won't. You know. But I've had shorter episodes because they had to be short. That person only had that much time. To, <laughs> right. So there's that. Which sucks. And yeah. And they they might have had to go somewhere, but they kind of feel it too. Sometimes they're like, damn, yeah, I wish dude, I had more time. I had a friend over <laughs> that I hadn't seen in years. And we fucking talked for like four hours. And I was like, God damn. Like, this is a huge file. I got it. I had to cut a lot out. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, there's no way I'm uploading a four hour episode. And that's the thing about swerving. I usually just press a play, run it raw. Like, you know, I just. Yeah, I want every everyone that knows me and are swerving fans that you know tap in, have been to the barn, or just know me, dap me up. Like they should be able to just get into that setting or just have yeah. like a conversation, I sit feel like down, this and is like, like good bar talk. Yeah, you know, that's that's, like, that's exactly what it is. Kind of a party atmosphere. And that, you know? Dude, I'm glad you said that because like I hate I hate doing that shit all drunk in the bar and people want to catch up. Like, dude, just yeah, come on, having the some real conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. going somewhere. Yeah, you know what right? I'm saying. I gave you some movie recommendations. Yeah. Yeah. You tried to make me like Avatar, so what the fuck was that? About? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still I'm gonna drive all the way to Festus upset about it. I'm like, damn, dude, he's just he's just not gonna get into the Avatar. <laughs> but no, man, I really do appreciate your time. Uh, love to have you back on the Third Eye, review yeah. some time, talk some sure. movies. Like, um, after I get done seeing some Ant Man and shit, yeah, you get done seeing some more shit. I gotta d- dive into your '80s recommendations too. So yeah. after that, for sure, yeah, uh, man. Like I said, the things five movies away. So mm-hmm. I'm excited for that. I've been, yeah. I've been hearing a lot of people talk about that at work too. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah the thing's fantastic. It's uh, my wife's favorite movie ever. It's probably in my top five. Definitely in my top 10. Ridge, glad to have you on. Tell Jake Jackson, yeah. I said, what's up? Quit Will ducking. Do. He can just call and say, what's up? Everyone's <laughs> friends. And this is uh yeah, this is Sorting Podcast. ATI pods in the house. Waxing, waxing RJ. Waxing RJ on what? Instagram. That's the only place where we're and, at. Uh, do you guys you guys drop on the Spotify or you just, they drop from ATI? Uh, drop from ATI okay. on the YouTube. So the ATI YouTube podcast where all them all them drops just like the barn and third eye, how you catch that? And it's Barry Lewis, Ridge, Swervo. We're out, baby. Peace.